the blast from our past network. You thunder against me! You have done that yourself! You will not take her from me! Your anger and your lust for power have already done that. You have allowed this Dark Lord to twist your mind until now... Until now you have become the very thing you swore to destroy. Don't lecture me, Obi-Wan. I see through the lies of the Jedi. I do not fear the dark side as you do. I have brought peace, freedom, justice, and security to my new empire. Your new empire? Don't make me kill you. Anakin, my allegiance is to the Republic, to democracy! If you're not with me, then you're my enemy. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. I will do what I must. Talking Back Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and this week we are doing our third installment in the Star Wars franchise walkthrough with the 2005 movie Revenge of the Sith. Dean, how's it going? Tim, it's going really good. I feel like we just need to get this out of the way right off the bat, right? Just got to do it right away. Oh, yes, yes. I know exactly what you're going to do. Please do it. Get it out of the way. Never do it again. Unlimited power! Very nice. Okay, Very got nice it out of the game. way. It's out of my system. I feel like I won't have to do it again. I feel good now. I feel ready to proceed with the episode. Okay, should I get mine out of the way? Yes, oh, please do. Okay, I get mine. we'll get these out of the way up front so nobody has to hear them okay. anymore. Okay. Yes. Lord Vader. Together. You and I will defeat the Jedi. We, we haven't heard that. We haven't heard that, Tim, in two years. <laughs> really? Well, we haven't. Have yes. we covered Sidious in two years? I don't think so. I can't just do it. Like, if we're if we're doing a movie like The Sandlot, I can't just pull out, like, a, a Darth Sidious impression. <laughs> it's not going to work. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. You do pull out your Quato all the time, though, so. <laughs> oh, I haven't pulled Quato out in a Quato's long been, time. Quato's been sleeping. He's been sleeping for a while. Lord Vader, we must destroy the beast. That that's my Sandlot one. <laughs> that's excellent. <laughs> that's excellent. Or no, oh, be... that's so it's so good. Lord Squints. <laughs> we must punish the baseball. Rip it out of the threads. <laughs> Forever! 
Okay. Well, right. I didn't think we were going to open like that, but uh, I kind of enjoyed it. <sighs> hey, guess what? Um, I'm really excited for this episode. I, I can tell. I, <laughs> I was thinking about it today. I don't know if I've been more excited for any other episode that we've done as much as I'm excited for this. Wow, that is awesome, Tim. This is great. I'm excited for you. I, I want to just give you the floor and let you let you go, let you run with it. No, 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 no. Nobody wants to hear that. They want to hear us talk. No. But <laughs> Okay, great, great. I did uh, make sure to pour myself a Sith-sized whiskey before this episode. Cool. Normally, yeah. I just do a Jedi-sized one, and today I poured a Sith-sized one. So it was great. It's already gone. I already finished it. I brought a Sith amount of beer. I usually bring a Jedi amount of beer, which is two. The Jedis like to have two beers while they podcast. Siths like to have three. Oh, you got that backwards, though. The rule of two with the Sith. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, of course. Maybe I of should course. just do this well, episode by myself. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Shit. I did already finish one, though, so I do have two right now. Okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll allow it then. That counts. The, Tim, the cans are black and red. This is oh, Sith nice. beer. Nice. It's called Redline. That's so Sith of you. That's so that's so Emperor. I love it. I love it. Um, I, I talked about it before that it's the story of Star Wars that really appeals to me. I love this part of the story. It's so deep. It's so meaningful. Yeah. It's so impactful. It's so beautiful on so many levels that I'm just so excited to dig into this movie today. Awesome. I... Uh... I'm excited too, Tim. I'm a big fan of this movie. I'm a big fan of all the Star Wars movies. Um, but I do have like a little bit of a, uh, not love hate. I don't like ever really hate it, but I have this like up and down with it um, where on paper, whenever I think back to it, whenever I like think about what's happening, it's great. Like on paper, it's great for me. It's, the, it's exactly what you're saying. It's the part of the story that I love. It's the part of the story that I want to see. Um, and then when I when I watch it, I think there's like a couple things in execution that if I focus too much on them, messes it up for me. Um, and so I don't always feel exactly how I want when I like think about it, when I think back to the movie and think about like the things that I liked about it. So it's this weird relationship I have. Sometimes I watch it and I absolutely love it. And then sometimes I watch it and I'm like, oh, wait, that wasn't as good as I thought. Um, so I'm excited for this. I'm excited to, to dissect it and talk about it. Yeah, that's interesting. This is one movie that uh, I've never disliked. Hmm, I, yeah. I, I always like this one. I, I mean, I could watch. I could watch it, then put it on immediately again. I watched it. Cool. So many times for this walkthrough, I just couldn't stop watching it. Actually, nice. Oh, it's great. It's a good one to watch. Lots of action. Uh, right off the top here, uh, let's get to some listener feedback for a couple minutes. Yes. Uh, we, we requested that and people came through and they um, helped us out. Thanks, uh, people. I can't believe people listen, let alone give us feedback and give us their thoughts. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, speaking of people who listen, hey, listeners, thanks for joining. I hope you enjoy this one. Let's start off with an audio clip. Cool. All right. Roll, roll the clip. Hey, Tim and Dean, it's Corey from Podcasting After Dark and Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. 
I just want to say thank you so much for having me on the Attack of the Clones episode last month. I had an absolute blast talking about that movie with you, and I hope everybody enjoyed the discussion. I just wanted to weigh in a couple things that I love about Revenge of the Sith. One, I think it has a fantastic opening. I love that opening battle above Coruscant, and I love the sort of the quiet reveal of it at the very beginning. I think that's really cool. But my truly, my favorite thing about the entire movie is that the B storyline, the uh, the Sheev Palpatine, the Papa Palpatine storyline, is just about one man's best day ever. And I love how happy he is and how gleeful he is when he's fighting Yoda and everything. But I just, I love that from a from his point of view, it's his best day ever. It's everything that he ever worked up for, worked towards, I should say. And I just think it's a blast. I love the smile on Palpatine's face while he's, you know, throwing... Those uh, those rotating senator, you know, hovercraft things at Yoda and everything. I think it's just absolutely amazing. And it's just a joy to watch because of that. So, yeah. Revenge of the Sith, a.k.a. one man's best day ever. And, you know, a galaxy's worst day ever. But one man's best. Anyways, love the show. Love talking back. Love you guys. Can't wait to listen to the episode. Can't wait to listen to all the other episodes in in this series. So keep it up, and we'll catch you on the dark side. Okay, so thanks to Corey for submitting his comments. Uh, Corey, we love you. Thank you for joining on Attack of the Clones. Lots of fun. Yes, great episode. We do love Corey. Maybe we'll hear from Corey again. Maybe. Again? Maybe, How could we hear from him again? Maybe we'll hear from Corey again on another Star Wars episode. Wow. I don't know. Wow. Maybe. Maybe. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Only the Sith deal in absolutes. So I'm just going to say maybe, even though I, I kind of feel like I am a Sith more than the Jedi. <laughs> right. You should just deal in absolutes, Tim. <laughs> just do it. Just tell everybody what it is. <laughs> hey, I want to say here, I think Corey nailed it with his comments. Yeah. This is legitimately the best day in Palpatine's life. He's so been good. planning and plotting the destruction of the Jedi for like decades. And he's had bumps in the road of his plan, but the pure genius finally comes to fruition in this movie. Everything he's been working for finally works out. Can you imagine if you were working on a plan for 20 years and then it finally like came true and and like what you envisioned from the beginning happened how happy would you be especially when your plan involves manipulating people so you like you wouldn't know you wouldn't be sure if your plan could like really succeed and then as it's like falling together you'd just be so happy you'd be so gleeful as you uh were using your lightsaber in to duel and battle all these Jedi, you would be so happy about it. I love how happy he is in this movie. He's, he's amazing. He steals the show of the entire movie. Uh, it makes me want the other two prequels to be about him. Like, I want to know, I want him, I want to see his planning so that when it pays off here, I, you know, I, I get, I get to go with him along that journey and see like, <laughs> really the payoff happened because we saw the whole journey along the way. Um, that would be amazing if we got to see that. 
Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, obviously, I would love that. <laughs> I want to see as much of him as possible. Yeah, um, but I I think it's funny, like how he's behaving when he's fighting Yoda. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome, and I I don't even really get it. Like he's just he's acting like a spoiled teenager. We've mm-hmm. never never seen him really behave that way before. It's such a difference from what we're used to seeing with Chancellor Palpatine and this very composed character who's just always on the level. Even when he's, uh, you know, Sidious, he's always just been cool and calm and on the level. But here, he can't stop laughing. It's like he's like yeah. a... He's just at like an amusement park having like so much fun on the rides. I love it. I, it's so funny. Like, I guess he assumed that Yoda was already going to be killed and he's just so happy to get the chance to kill Yoda himself. Yeah. I think he just takes so much pleasure in violence. Like he's just, he just, as he's fighting, he's so happy that he's fighting. You know, he has to, he has to be in, uh, he has to have this like disguise the whole time as, as chancellor Palpatine. He finally gets to like let his robes down and fight and he's just happy he gets to be himself for once. Yeah, it's great. It's great. I love it. I love his... We have not seen, like, a Sith with that much glee. Oh, you no. You know, they, they kind of sometimes have cocky smiles while they're fighting, but not just, like, pure glee while they're fighting. It was so awesome. I loved it. Yeah, he's the first happy Sith that I've seen. He's the first happy Sith. Yeah, he's so happy. Yeah, the display of force power by Sidious in that scene as well is just, it's something we've never seen before. The way he's throwing those like round flying seats with ease, with ease. He's not even trying like that stuff. We see people struggle with. They'd be like, Oh, 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 I'm trying. Oh, I'm trying. I really got to focus. Okay. There I lifted one. He's just like, laughing all. He's not even looking. He's just like pulling them from behind and throwing them, having a wonderful time. Yeah, like you you see Yoda, he's not throwing them back. He's he threw one back. He took like a lot of time and effort and power to throw one back. He's not just launching them back as well like cuz it takes it takes a lot of power um that the that the emperor is just flipping them at him. It's so cool. That was really cool. I think that's what the Sith um excel at when they tap into fear and anger. I think what uh, that manifests into is extreme force power. I think that's yeah. what unlimited, they... <laughs> unlimited power, Tim. We said that you would do it at the top, and never, right. never. The word was never. never again. Do it again. Never again. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it right <laughs> okay. now. Okay, you can do it one more time. You can surprise me one more time in the episode. Okay, one more time. Okay, well, it'll be. It won't be now. It'll be a surprise. How about you yeah. just do it when we get to that point in the movie? Oh, uh, that makes sense. That would make sense. Yeah, that makes sense, Tim. But yeah, I, I think that's what the Sith hold on the Jedi is force ability. That's what they tap into. And uh, one more, we've got one more here. Our buddy Tony from Remote Takes reached out. Nice. And he had some comments to make about it. So I'm going to read what he said. Empire is just the absolute peak of Star Wars films. I can't describe how it made me feel so sad and stressed as a kid. It took characters I love and broke them in creative ways. Revenge is so high because it's the only Star Wars movie that made me cry in the theater when Vader is force-choking Padme. Rogue One is a great, grittier take than we've seen in film, and it made me love characters that the movie was disposing of. 
As I write this out, I feel this list highlights how much I enjoy chasing that feeling of melancholy. I love what Tony had to say here. Now, he's touching on a few movies that we haven't gotten to yet, but I wanted to share this because um, I think it's very much aligned with my view of these movies. Yeah. I really do feel exactly the same as him. When I, when I look kind of like look back at what my favorites are, I guess I should just preface this with we are on revenge of the Sith, but once we started this franchise walkthrough, I couldn't stop watching these movies and I've watched all of them already. I've watched them all. I've watched some of them multiple times already. I just got so into it and was just loving it. So having that experience, I look back and I, I start to think about which ones are my favorite. All of the ones that are my favorite are the darkest ones. The ones where the darkest hmm. things are happening. And that's what I was drawn to. And that sounds like what Tony is drawn to as well here. So yeah. I, I love that. I also love just like these moments of sadness within these movies. Um, It appeals to me. I just, I don't know. Like, you know, he mentioned that he cried in... Uh, Revenge of the Sith at, at that moment, I, I saw this one in theaters and I remember just being so taken aback. I don't know what scene I, I cried at, but I had tears in my eyes at this movie for sure. Every time I watch this movie, I'll I'll get tears in my eyes at some sort of a, some sort of point. There's, there's so many different impactful points in this movie. So I just, uh, Tony, thank you for sending um, those comments in. I'm like so on board with, with you. I think we're aligned really close on this one. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a great comment. Uh, Tim, you and me listen to uh, Tony's podcast, Remote Takes, and uh, whenever I'm listening to it and I find that I'm connecting, you know, with the things that he's saying about a movie, it's often that type of thing. It's often that just like the melancholy that he pulls out of uh, a specific moment in a movie that I really love that like hits me too. I'm like, yeah, that is exactly what I felt in that moment. Um, that is, yeah, just like such a great point. So that is those uh, movies that he listed. I have strong feelings about all those movies for the exact same reason. That's that's a great comment. Now, Tony also sent in movie rankings, so I just wanted to read those really quick. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, we love this. We love when people do this. So at number one, he has The Empire Strikes Back. That was the same as you and I. Mm-hmm. Then he has Revenge of the Sith. Then he has Rogue One. So exactly cool. what you know we're just talking about here. Those are his top three. Those cool. are my top three not quite in that order. I don't think I still have to like walk through them all uh, for the podcast and decide, but those three are in my top three. Then he goes to star Wars, a new hope return of the Jedi, the last Jedi, the phantom menace attack of the clones solo, the force awakens and the rise of Skywalker. Cool. Anything surprise you? Um, no, nothing actually surprises me. Maybe Phantom Menace being so high. I mean, I love it. So I like that it's so high. Um, so high at seven, seven is high. Yeah, it's pretty high. There's a, there's a quite a few movies below it, right? There's four movies below it. Yeah. So I I feel like that is kind of high, but I guess maybe not. Um, yeah, no, I like it. I was I was trying to listen for where the last Jedi was going to be because I okay. do feel like that 
that brings a lot of what he was talking about as well. And you, Tim, don't like that movie. So I'm interested to when we get to that movie to talk about it, because I do believe that um, it has some of those things that he was talking about. So I was listening to hear where it was, and it was high enough for me to be like, yeah, okay, I think uh, I think we probably line up on a few of those things. Yeah, I, I would correct you. I didn't like that movie. Isn't that what I said? You didn't like that movie? You said I don't like that movie. Oh, whoa! Well, I don't know. No. Settle down. All, all I'm, all I want to say is I've watched them whoa. all in order for the very first whoa. time in my life with an open yeah. mind. Yeah. And there's a good chance oh. that oh. I might not hate that movie, but we'll have to see. Interesting. Because well, I will be okay. watching it again for the podcast, so maybe, yeah. maybe that'll yeah. change. But. Maybe you'll rehate it. I just would like to, I would just like to remind the listeners that you put it below the Star Wars holiday special. I just would like to yes. remind the listeners of that. Yes. Now I'll have to rewatch the holiday special to see where that one lands. <laughs> of course. But, of course. Um, I, I was pleasantly surprised watching these movies again, one through 11, start to finish yep. with an open heart. I had a wonderful time. Cool. Now, um, it also, I just wanted to mention, it also doesn't shock me that he has rise right at the bottom um, because uh, with his one and two, I believe rise shits on that one and two <laughs> directly. Okay. So that makes sense to me. So I was going to, I was, for me, that doesn't make sense because I was going to say, okay. um, trying to chase that melancholy, I thought the rise of Skywalker was a, you know, had quite a few sad moments in it and kind of really, for me, it really touched that nerve. And I liked it for that reason. So, oh, cool. Um, I was I was interested that that was at the bottom. Um, thank you so much for sending that in. Uh, we appreciate that. Um, maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe okay. Maybe we might be hearing from Tony and Jeremy mm-hmm. from Remote Takes on a Star Wars episode. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I can't be sure. We'll see what happens. You don't tell me what's going on. So I would I would have no way of knowing. Often Tim. myself, I don't know what's going on. So yeah, that's why I can't tell you, Dean. Tim, there could be guests coming on this episode, and I don't even know. That would be I wouldn't know. Very surprising. I wouldn't know either. As soon as I sit down to record, and there's a guest in the room, then I know we have a guest for the episode. Right. Brian organizes all our guests, and he just he's not yeah. good at communicating. So no, not with us. Okay. Released in 2005 with a budget of $113 million, this film grosses $868 million. Whoa. Whoa is right. Wow. That's all the money. They grossed all the money that was available that year. They grossed all the money. People didn't go to the grocery store for six months because they spent their money on this movie. I was a student this is my my first year as a university student and i grossed no money so i actually didn't see this in theaters oh you didn't no i should have seen it i missed everything in 2005 because i was like let's study let's do good at school what a stupid idea that was that's so dumb you wouldn't go to this movie to, to be good in school? I didn't go to this movie. I didn't even know Batman Begin existed. I didn't even know it existed because oh, it was wow. 2005. I didn't see anything. I was such a nerd. I failed you, Dean. I failed you. Yeah. You should have taken me. Where were you? Where were you, Tim? 
when I was not seeing this movie. I probably deemed you not ready for it. Yeah, probably. I saw, honestly, I saw some sort of like shitty rip that had like time codes on it that I think older brother gave me. Oh, that's too bad. Hey, this opening crawl. I love it. War! 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 <laughs> War! Best best start to a crawl ever. War! War! The best way to start a Star Wars movie is with the words Star Wars and then this the theme song and then war. And then war. <laughs> war! Exactly. <laughs> It's the best way to start a crawl. If anybody's sitting back in their seat, they pop up at that moment and the eyes get big. They're like, war? What do you mean, war? Space war? War, you say? Star wars? Like wars war. in the stars? <laughs> I like war. What kind of, what kind of, kind of war? Who's, stars? who's warring? Let's find out. I'll tell you who's war. warring. The Republic and the Empire. Well, the Empire. That makes sense. Not quite. Not quite yet, but. Uh, the Separatists. Yeah. The Republic is crumbling under attacks by the ruthless Sith Lord count dooku there are heroes on both sides evil is everywhere in a stunning move the fiendish droid leader general grievous has swept into the republic capital and kidnapped chancellor palpatine leader of the galactic senate as the separatist droid army attempts to flee the besieged capital with their valuable hostage two jedi knights lead a desperate mission to rescue the captive a chancellor Oh, yeah. And then the music kicks in. Chancellor, wait, Chancellor Palpatine? Wait, the music kicks in before the crawl, right? The music kicks in before the crawl, Tim. Have you never seen a Star Wars I movie haven't. before? I have never seen one. Star Wars on the screen, <laughs> and then the music. I'm doing an amazing job with these episodes, having never seen a Star Wars movie before. <laughs> yeah, you are. You really are. Quite the researcher you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Good crawl. Now, that, uh, we get a great start to the movie here. Yes. Uh, Corey also alluded to this, uh, this kind of like yes. quiet beginning. I really love it. All you really hear are the beating of drums. And you see Anakin and Obi-Wan in a couple of Jedi starfighters. They fly over a Star Destroyer and everything seems cool and calm until it reveals, like as they cross over top of this Star, star Destroyer, it reveals a massive battle taking place. Cool. And they throw us right into it. It's yeah. so great. It's such a great opening. Visually, for 2005, this is mind-blowing stuff. Mind-blowing effects. Watching it now, mind-blowing effects. I watched it in 4K. I couldn't believe it. It, it looks incredible. Yeah. the uh, There are things in this movie that look amazing, and this is one of them. It's it's usually things that don't have to do with, like, uh, things that, like, objects that like organically move you know like people sometimes don't look that good in like maybe uh, yeah sure environment doesn't environment doesn't look that good but stuff that's like ships and buildings all that shit looks amazing it looks so good and to open up on this it looks like yeah it looks incredible i feel like this entire opening you know it's it says war and so we're all pumped and then it starts off kind of slow you know just teases us a bit with a just a little like shot of a ship and then boom we're right into it right into the giant war um and it the, this whole scene this whole sequence to me almost seemed like i was watching like a video game and like i really like for sure watching 
you play video games. Like I like, I like to come over and watch, just watch you play something. And that's what it felt like. It, it felt like I was just watching this really awesome, cool video game. And I was like into it. And I was into like the Anakin and Obi-Wan and wanted them to like get to where they need to go. It just, yeah, it was really fun, really exciting. Um, great way to start off the movie. Yeah. One thing I noticed this time with this intro that I've never noticed before, it's right at the very beginning, as we see the starfighters, um, the camera is tracking uh, both Anakin and Obi-Wan as they're moving in unison. Their ships are moving mm. in unison. They bank left at the same time. They bank right at the same time. They spin together. It's like a dance. It's just beautiful. It's a beautiful way to start the movie by showing how in sync this master and apprentice are at this moment. It's really, really neat touch. Uh, I also yeah. really like how Anakin and Obi-Wan look in this movie. They've aged quite a bit. I think this is kind of the like my most favorite way that they look. Uh, and I just thought yeah. it was really, really good. Yeah, they're they're both hot. They look good. Yes. Um, yeah, so there's lots of fun stuff in this opening. Like the, these buzz droids attack Obi-Wan's ship and Anakin's trying to help get them off. And he's like shooting his lasers at, at Obi-Wan's ship, trying to get them off. Yeah. And he like blows up his wing. Then he tries to get them off by like rubbing his ship together and smashing the wing, trying to smash them off. And none of that's really working. And then R2 gets involved. And there's a really, really fun moment that R2 gets to help out trying to get this, this buzz droid off the ship. Yeah, he gets to zap. He gets to zap him. Yeah, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Aim for the, what does he have to aim for? Aim for the center. The Yeah, the, the red uh, circle in the center. Zap that buzz droid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you got him. That also felt like a video game. <laughs> it's just like someone in your ear just being like, aim for the center <laughs> of the buzz droid. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah. Bzz. Yeah. Anakin and Obi-Wan have been approaching the ship of General Grievous, where the Chancellor is being held, and they crash into the shuttle bay of the ship. Obi-Wan ejects out of the moving ship, does a flip, turns on his lightsaber, lands, and slices some droids in half. It's an am yeah. amazing move. And Anakin... It looks great. Yeah, it looks great. Anakin decides to conserve energy and instead uses his skidding ship to run over the same number of droids and kill them. Smart. Smart. I, I That's just it. smart, Tim. It's just, it's yeah. smart. It was cool that they, yeah. they did, they did it that way. Yeah. I love, I love, I love this whole opening sequence. I love landing in here. Um, I like Anakin right now. Like this is a great opening yes. to the movie. They have great chemistry. I think, I think they're doing like fun stuff. Anakin has tried to save a bunch of people already. Like all he's doing is thinking of other people. You know, he wanted to go save the, the clone troopers, but Obi-Wan said, no, they're doing their job. But right. then he wouldn't leave Obi-Wan behind. He saved him. So already I'm like on board with this guy already. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm into him. I like him. Um, I, I'm ready to like go forward with these two as like a good pair, good partnering, um, which makes like when they banter back and forth, it just makes it more enjoyable when you like both of them in the moment. So I'm totally on board with the beginning here. I, I love it. Yeah, there's already been some tremendous dialogue between the two of them. I've I've already laughed out loud a couple times uh, uh, at this point in the movie. Yeah, and I do rem I do realize at this point that droids suck. Droids are so easy to kill. Yeah, they're stupid. They're they're stupid and they suck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just like I I really liked it in Phantom Menace because it's like oh cool we're watching them like kill droids awesome and then in this one it's like droids get off the screen man you're just taking up space like they're gonna kill you in seconds yeah i know it, it was fine don't though. even try <laughs> oh yeah it's fine they just suck yeah as they start to make their way to where uh, the chancellor is being held 
they encounter some destroyers. And this was a fun scene because we saw a scene very much like this at the beginning of The Phantom Menace, where Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan needed to use their force speed to flee from the destroyers. So I thought this was a nice progression of characters and their powers, showing us that Obi-Wan and Anakin encounter the exact same situation. It was even shot the same, like the camera shots were the same. But instead of running away, they calmly deflect the lasers and then just slowly back into an elevator and take the elevator. I like that. Yeah, it was awesome. I felt exactly like in that moment. And when they were so calm in that moment, I was like, oh, man, like I thought we were in for it in that movie. We're going to be in for even more stuff in this movie because like they just easily handled that situation where before they had to run away. Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan had to run away from that situation. So I was like, okay, this just is setting up that this movie is going to have a lot of stuff. Now they make their way to Count Dooku and what a treat this was. One of the absolute best parts of Attack of the Clones was Obi-Wan and Anakin meeting Count Dooku. And now in 10 minutes of this film, we get the exact same thing again. Great. It's like, thank you, George Lucas. Like, you know what I want so far. Uh, What did you think of this scene here? I like it. I like the scene. Um, I like uh, Palpatine sitting in the chair while the war is going on in the background. Just reminded me of some other shots of some other movies. Heck yeah. Um, So I like I like that they walked in on that. Um, Then you got you got Dooku. I think the fight was uh, pretty good. The fight was okay. Um, uh, I like that they decided to take him on at the same time. I like that they even made a comment about it. Because, like, last last movie, like, they tried one at a time, right? And they got the shit kicked out of them. So they they were like, same time? Should we we both attack him? And it's like, yeah, that's a good plan. I was thinking the same thing. Let's both do it. Um, So it's good. Yeah, I I like this scene. I think it's good. I mean, just like the first time, Dooku easily disposes of Obi-Wan and then has it (laughs) out with Anakin. (laughs) Yeah. I really liked during this fight, Dooku says, I sense much fear in you. You have hate, you have anger, but you don't use them. Yeah. Now, we haven't really mentioned it yet, but these movies continue to bring up the fact that Anakin is afraid. Yoda sensed fear in him in The Phantom Menace and told him his classic line, fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. It's uh, a classic Star Wars line, and it really is Anakin's path. And at this fight with Dooku, by Dooku saying it, we now know he already has fear. He already has anger. He already has hate. The only thing left for us to see from him is suffering. And we talked about it in uh, the Attack of the Clones episode that I, I do feel like his ultimate fall to the dark side was when he slaughtered the Tusken Raiders. I feel like that yeah. that was that was it. So all I think we're watching in this movie is Anakin's final steps towards suffering. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I like that we're getting it already at the beginning. They're already just reminding us like, okay, here you go. Um, he's, he's reminding you of the fear, reminding you that that is also hate. These are bad emotions. Dooku loves it. And uh, he just isn't using them yet. He's just, they're right there. Right. He's just not using exactly. those things. Yeah, like we don't know he's going to turn yet. But no. all the signals are pointing in that direction. Yeah. Now, in this same scene here, 
I always had trouble believing that Anakin's powers had grown so much since their last battle that he could easily defeat the Count this time. Now, has is this something that's ever bothered you about this scene? How we just saw it happen in Attack of the Clones? Dooku disposes of Anakin. Now, all of a sudden, I don't know how much long, like maybe a year later, yeah. I don't know, six months, two years, whatever. Anakin is so much more powerful that he kills Dooku. Um, I don't know. It never, it never bothered me as like, why couldn't he, why is he powerful enough to do this? It was more just showing me that he is, you know, I was always just like, oh, it's been a while since the last movie. So me watching him defeat Dooku means that the movie's showing me that he is so much more powerful than he was before. Okay. It, it always bothered me. I just, okay. I never bought into it for some reason. And I recently heard that in the novelization of the movie, it elaborates more on this scene. And Sidious actually told Dooku to go easy on Anakin. Um, hmm. Like they were going to just try to trap him or something. So Dooku wasn't going at his full potential. And after reading that, this scene now completely works for me. I think it also hmm. better explains that look that Dooku gives to Palpatine. Oh, yeah. When Palpatine totally. says, do it. Like, yeah. He's like, what the fuck? He, it really looks like, yeah, it really looks like, yeah. wait a second, this isn't the plan. What are you talking about? So yeah. I, I think I really liked hearing that that was, um, you know, a part of the scene. Yeah. Also, when, uh, when Sidious screams, do it, I think he might have been using the force to manipulate Anakin here. Okay. Yeah. I think that makes sense because Anakin doesn't want to do it. I don't think he was going to do it until until Sidious screams that. He uses, he uses his Sith exactly, voice. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because he was like, he was like uh, good, good, Anakin. Very good. Kill him. Kill him now. And he's like, I don't think so. And he's like, do it. Yeah. And he cuts his head off. Tim, the, the limbs, the hands, Dooku's hands. Yeah, exactly. Limb counter. Limb count. Yeah. Dooku's hands are gone. <laughs> Three and four yeah, on our gone. severed limbs tracker. You know what you do when someone cuts off your hand? You cut off both of theirs. That's right. And and their head. Revenge is a double-edged sword. Yeah. Is that, hey, does yeah. that work? Is that, yeah, I think that work so. Here? I think that means I think that means you lose two hands. Re- if you lose. Revenge <laughs> Same is, thing. is a dish best served cold. Does that work? Uh, you can't serve if you don't have hands. So no, I don't think I don't think so. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Fool me twice. Shame I cut off your me. hands. <laughs> One of those. One of those works. Cut off your hands and your head. Does a head count as a limb? Is a we, head a limb? We decided we weren't going to do that because right, right. Okay. Maul got cut in half. Uh, heads get chopped right, off. Yeah, yeah. Right. I just decided to go with limbs. Right. So uh, arms, legs. Arms and legs. I guess. Yeah. Arms and legs. And yeah. there's one more small twist that will come a little bit later that we'll talk about. Interesting. That's uh, not all that interesting. <laughs> Don't worry. There's a limb twist? There's a there's limb, a limb twist. twist coming it's up? It's not all that interesting. You understand. Woo! You'll understand what I meant. Sounds good, Tim. <laughs> Everyone not, loves a good limb twist. It's not, it's not interesting. Now, when Anakin cuts off Dooku's hands, he gets a hold of Dooku's lightsaber and then cuts off Dooku's head using one red and one blue lightsaber, which was really great symbolic... Uh, visuals showing us Anakin's transition from the Jedi to the Sith. Mm, His duality in that moment, Tim. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This movie is full of little stuff like this, that if you're not like trying to actively analyze the movie as you're walking through it, you might miss. 
And oh, yeah. as I was like watching it for maybe the fourth time in a week, I was really analyzing things and noticed a lot of fun stuff. Oh, yeah. There's so many uh, like Greek tragedy themes running through it that uh, you, I don't know, if, you, if you're if you not quite listening close enough to the dialogue, you might miss. But yep. uh, yeah, it's 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 really, really smart movie. Yeah, this movie you have to watch over and over and over again to pick up on all, uh, on everything. Yeah. The themes the themes are really smart. Some of the dialogue's dumb, but the themes are really smart. Yeah, some of the dialogue is dumb. dumb. Some of the dialogue is very intelligent yeah. as well. Some of the dialogue is very good. We know Lucas is not the best with dialogue, but I think he did a great job yeah. in this movie. Yeah. So I love this escape uh, that Anakin has to make here because he's carrying an unconscious Obi-Wan Kenobi. And he's trying to guide Palpatine, who has to appear as a useless old man. Yeah, it's great. Right? Like Palpatine could probably carry Anakin and Obi-Wan, but he obviously can't show that. <laughs> it's yeah. a lot of fun. And they eventually make it to General Grievous, who I really like in this movie, but is a thousand times better in the Clone Wars animated show. But great, yeah. great voice. Great voice. Oh, you like the voice? I don't like oh, the accent. I love the voice. Yeah. The voice is good. Yeah. I just don't like the, I don't know why he has the accent, but yeah. Well, because he's not from around here. I know, but it kind of throws me off because it's like a vampire. He sounds like a vampire, Tim. He kind of looks like a vampire. <laughs> I guess he does. Yeah, I guess he kind of does. He's wearing a cape. That's true. He does kind of look like a vampire. They all start fighting and Grievous makes a great escape. He breaks the glass yeah. And that allows him to get sucked out. Everybody else is like grabbing a hold of something, trying to hold on, not getting sucked out. He gets sucked out. That's his plan. He shoots something onto the ship so he can pull himself back in. And then his little like metal foot like grabs onto the metal of the ship and just crumbles the metal of the ship. That was a very small thing, but I really like that touch. It's a great moment just showing how powerful Grievous is. Like he easily escaped the Jedi and then he just crushed metal like, like yeah. so easily. I liked it. It's very small, but I liked it. Yeah. This part was pretty fun. Um, I, I it actually reminded me of like a cartoon. Like it, it felt like I was watching like the clone wars, even yeah. I, I've only seen a couple episodes, but like, that's what I assume it's like when you watch it. Like it was just like this situation where you're face to face with the, with the bad guy and he gets your weapons, but then like you're able to get them back and do a fight, but he escapes. It just really felt like, you know, a classic cartoon episode where the bad guy's always escaping somehow, even though you have him. Um, it, yeah, it was, it was fun. I had a good time with this, with this part. Yeah. And even though I don't Tim, even though I don't love Grievous, that's I don't okay. love him. Well, they, they didn't do him right in this movie. No, because we've seen, yeah, we've seen the, the, the Clone Wars cartoon, the Jendi Tarkovsky one where he's in that one. He's amazing there. He's so badass. So in this movie, like I already said, like the droids kind of suck and he looks like a droid. Like even though he has some human aspects to him, he looks like a droid and, you know, he's coughing all the time. So he doesn't really seem intimidating. You know, he's hunched over and coughing. So I'm just like, what is this guy? You know? Why is he such a big, a big problem is, is really, I'm not intimidated by him and I don't think he's cool, you know, yet. He does some cool things later on in the movie, but I don't think he's cool at this point. These, um, these droids that are with him, there's no context for how powerful they are. But again, in the Clone Wars animated show, there's an entire episode with just one of these things, like 
I believe it's just running amok on a Jedi who's trying to defeat it and can't. I think it's a Jedi can't like escape from this one assassin droid. So if you have that knowledge and you see this scene and you see how quickly Obi-Wan and Anakin just dispose of these things, it's really like a pump up of how powerful these guys are. Cool. Yeah. They, uh, those droids were cool. I did like the, the look of those droids and I liked their, uh, like their weapon. Weapons cool. And they fight if their heads cut off. That was cool too. Yeah. They keep going. Yeah. Now, Grievous's ship that they're on that he's now escaped off of is crashing and Anakin takes control and tries to bring it in for a landing. Another amazing sequence. Uh, Anakin lands it safely and that concludes this incredible opening sequence. It had this opening sequence. It had a little bit of everything that makes Star Wars great in it. Yeah. It almost feels like the movie kind of takes a turn after this and gets a little more solemn. Like this part is pretty fun at the beginning. You know, it almost feels like it is from a different movie. It almost feels like it is just an episode of the Clone Wars. Like this is where they took the Clone Wars from. Um, Just like this opening, let's make the Clone Wars like that. Uh, So I I like that. uh, I, I like that we're kind of thrown right into it, right into the middle of the war where it's like a crucial point in the war um, where Palpatine's been captured and we get to see like development, Star Wars, like development in the characters, development in what, uh, what Anakin's going through. We get to have a little bit of fun. We get to see a couple bad guys and we get to do some space battle and crash a, crash a ship. Like you're right. It's got, it's got everything you want in it. Yeah. And we didn't really touch on it because we can't touch on everything, but there was some fun R2D2 stuff in there as well. Like some very laughable moments with his character. So yeah, I think it had everything. It was great. Yeah. So Anakin and Padme see each other again. And Anakin says he feels like he hasn't seen her in a lifetime. And it may have been that long if the chancellor didn't get kidnapped then getting them called back from the outer rim to help. Hmm. Yeah, very small piece of dialogue, but mm-hmm. I that basically explains why Palpatine set up his own kidnapping. It was to get yeah. Anakin back from the outer rim, where he's of no use to Sidious. Yes. It's all this stuff that is there, but like underneath the surface, it's so good. But like, I, I do wish that it was more forward like like more obvious just so that everyone could get it you know like because i don't think everyone gets it you have to watch it a couple times to like pick this stuff out and it's because i watched this movie i watched the commentary with george lucas and it's because he was a he's afraid of giving it away it's like we all know where it's going but he was afraid of giving it away because we know where it's going that he hid everything he didn't like keep anything like anything obvious he made everything sort of below the surface just cut, like these little things in the dialogue where you could think of oh that must have been palpatine doing that um so i i get it that he was feeling like well everyone knows where we're going so i got to do my best to hide it but i did wish that it's like a little bit more like where it's obvious that we know it sidious calls grievous and tells him count dooku's death was a necessary loss and soon he'll have a younger and more powerful apprentice. Great part, I think, if you're watching this franchise chronologically for the first time, because what Sidious is talking about here 
to us would appear like it's Anakin, but it would still be really hard for us in this moment to believe that Anakin is going to turn to the dark side. For sure. Especially, yeah, especially the way they start this movie, especially the way they set up this movie with him just like saving, going back, saving Obi-Wan in the, in the plane a couple times, like in the air, in when they're in their ships. And then also, um, saving him when he gets like crushed and he's like unconscious he carries him on his back like there was just multiple moments when he like sticks out his neck for other people so yeah it would be very hard to be like i I would be thinking there's no way there's no way anakin is going to turn anakin has a terrible vision while he's sleeping and it's of padme dying during childbirth and anakin takes this very seriously because he had a similar vision about his mother and that vision came true of her dying yeah so this is super serious it's very serious so he goes to meet with master yoda for advice and yoda tells him death is a natural part of life and is a beautiful thing and yoda says anakin should train himself to let go of his attachments so basically like not at all what anakin was probably looking for in this moment we talked about it a little bit in in attack of the clones I felt like Anakin didn't have anybody to talk to and share his feelings with other than Padme because the Jedi are just trying to brush him off and saying like, you're not supposed to be having those thoughts. You know, we don't have attachments, so he can't really connect with the Jedi. So I think he's reaching out to Yoda here. He's really, really conflicted. He really needs somebody to talk to, but he can't because Yoda's just like, we are the Jedi. This is what we do. This is what you should do. Yeah, it's uh, Yoda kind of sucks. Um, he makes a lot of mistakes in this movie, and this is one of them. He like knows that like Anakin would be having a hard time because he didn't want to start him because he was too old already. And so when you get to a moment like this, you got to be like a little bit understanding instead of just being like, "No, you're doing that's wrong. You can't fear it. It's death is fine. Go home." You know, he's got to be a little bit understanding, which I think is why he feels so much shame in this movie, um, because he's he's totally horrible. Like, he doesn't do anything right in this movie. No, he doesn't. Uh, Right after meeting with Yoda, Anakin goes to speak with Palpatine, who wants Anakin to be his personal representative on the Jedi Council. And the Jedi turn this around and ask Anakin to spy on the Chancellor for them. They're starting to get real bad vibes about that chancellor. Yeah, they are. They give him, they, they will award him the seat on the council without giving him the title of master, which makes Anakin very upset. What? Because he's how very, could they do that? He's, how could they how do could that? They it's they unprecedented. That? Um, he's, he's like, so he's pretty young. He's got to be younger than Obi-Wan yeah, was exactly. in the first he's movie, too young you that's know? why they're like, not doing it he's too young he's too he's too young yeah. yes but he's feels he feels like th- there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, focus in the movie about him uh feeling like the jedis are doing him wrong and feeling like he should be progressing further than what they're letting him do and that they're holding him back and so this is just another moment of that definitely and there's lots of stuff they don't show us but they allude to in these conversations with anakin and obi-wan of all the times anakin has to save obi-wan it's great banter Uh, But I think that's what Anakin is feeling. He's like, how is Obi-Wan on the council? And I have to save his life over and over and over again. I think the count in this movie was nine, nine times that Anakin saved 
um, Obi-Wan's life because one of them didn't count or something or whatever, that... nine or eight. But I, that's why I think Anakin's feeling like I belo- I deserve to be here because I'm better than Obi-Wan. Yeah, that banter about how many times he saved him was so funny. It's great. It might have been the, the, the like best banter in the movie. <laughs> it's good. It's so good. It's a lot of fun. So uh, another really just great, great classic scene with Palpatine and Anakin at this weird Cirque du Soleil show. Oh, hell yeah. I love this. Palpatine tells... I love this. Yeah, Palpatine tells Anakin he thinks the Jedi are planning to overthrow him. Then he shares a story of Darth Plagueis the Wise. Yes, yes, A Sith yes. Lord who could manipulate Medichlorians to create life and also prevent death. Plagueis taught his apprentice everything he knew. Then his apprentice killed him in his sleep. And Sidious is so proud of himself here oh. because he was the apprentice. He killed Darth yes, Plagueis clearly. the Wise. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. He's so proud of himself. Oh, he's so proud. He, that he killed such it's... a powerful Sith. He's so proud. He's so... So Ian McDermott is so fucking good in this movie. And this scene, he's just crushing it. He's absolutely amazing telling this story. The way he can, like, convey this just with his face. Oh, you know, like, so he doesn't good. say ever that he is this... <laughs> uh, that he's this uh, Padawan or whatever, or whatever they call the Sith... And but you know, you apprentice, you know, with his face that it's yeah, him it's because he's all just over so smug. It's all over his face. So, Tim, he's talking about Darth Plagueis uh, and, and his apprentice uh, manipulating midi chlorians to create life. Did they create Anakin? Uh, they tried to create um, a life, a life force. And they're like they were doing all sorts of different experiments, the two of them. Mm-hmm. trying to create yeah. life out of metachlorians. They were able to control them. They were trying to create like a like a, a Sith. And this is canon as well. But the lore is okay. that the metachlorians countered what they were trying to do and created Anakin as like a reverse of what they were attempting. So they were attempting oh, to create okay. something purely evil and the metachlorians okay. countered with Anakin. Okay. So he's not his father. They indirectly Maybe kind created of? Anakin. Their ex- yeah, okay. The experiments that they were doing created Anakin. Created Anakin, yeah. 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 What they were looking for was something different, but okay, okay. ultimately what happened was- It's they, what the result was. They did create life. They did create Anakin. Yeah, yeah. That makes that moment in The Phantom Menace where uh, Sidious says, oh, we'll watch your- progression or we'll watch your future with great interest uh to anakin because i think son (laughs) yeah i think sidious at that moment is on to the fact that this is something that we may have had something to do with this so right yeah and that's why the midichlorian count is so high in anakin because he was like he was created by the midichlorians but by the sith yeah and that's why there was no father yeah he was the immaculate conception yeah that's it's really interesting stuff. If you want to just any, anybody who's interested, go online and just look up like Darth Plagueis and Sidious and their relationship. Um, there's a lot of lore that goes into this franchise that um, you yeah. have to read about. It's really cool. Interesting. This yeah, this makes me think. Um, without any spoilers or anything, uh, 
there's some bloodlines to follow for when yes. we get to the end of this Skywalker yeah, saga. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's very, very cool stuff. I love that. Uh, love that scene for that reason. Love learning about Darth Plagueis the Wise. Would love to see movies about Darth Plagueis and Sidious together doing just, just terrible stuff. It'd be awesome. That that scene is so great. I love the Cirque du Soleil space show that's going on. I love that they have this cool conversation um, where Anakin is just very, very curious about uh, what the the Palpatine knows about how to save someone from death because that's what he's so focused on. So he's not even really thinking in this moment that this could be... Why does he know this? Why does Palpatine yeah, know so much about I the know. Sith? He doesn't even ask him. He's just like... He's just like, oh, hey, yeah, you, you, can I learn this power? Can somebody learn the power that you're talking about? Um, it's great. I love the whole scene, Tim. Do you know, can you guess what part of the scene I like the most? You probably can't because you, you probably didn't even know what happened. Um, was it the Cirque du Soleil show itself? It's right before the Cirque du Soleil show. It's right before the Cirque du Soleil show. Yeah. I, Anakin is late, so he has to run to get to the show. Oh. <laughs> I love I love when characters run yeah, yeah. when they're not planning on running. Okay. I love that he's running up these stairs because right, gotcha. he's late for his Cirque du Soleil show with shit. Palpatine. It's ah, so funny shit. to me. I missed it's it. So funny. Shit. I'm trying to keep my eye out for that stuff too. You got you gotta watch. Shit. It's so funny. Him running past everyone up the stairs. I How loved did it. I just laughed out loud. How did he do? <laughs> He was great. He he ran great, but he was very he was late for the show. Yeah, obviously, it late. already started. Yeah, he should have like force run. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, why didn't he just zip past everybody? Yeah. Oh well. Um. Yeah, I also like that Sidious um killed his master. It just continues on this whole rule of yeah. two, and that is a very like important thing to the Sith. Yeah, he thinks it's so like you can just see in his face. He thinks it's so funny that this guy learned how to cheat death but he couldn't save himself like he learned how to save someone from death but he couldn't do it to himself yeah he loves that i i really do he loves it i i mean i really do kind of think that there is kind of like a samurai vibe going on with the sith where it's honorable to be killed by your apprentice because what that means yeah. is that the sith are going to live on and be strong and that's the best yeah. way you can die worst way to die killed by a jedi best way to die killed by a sith yeah true Cool shit. So Anakin has another vision of Padme, but this time he sees Obi-Wan in it. Mm -hmm. He tells Padme that Obi-Wan and the council don't trust him and he's not the Jedi he should be. He wants more and he knows he shouldn't. So this is some great inner conflict going on with Anakin as he's really yeah. being torn by three sides. He's being torn by Palpatine. He's being torn by the Jedi and he's being torn by Padme. And I really question how much manipulation, like physical force manipulation, Palpatine is doing to Anakin here. We talked about yeah. in the last movie, maybe Anakin is indirectly doing this to Padme. I really wonder like how Palpatine has his powers kind of locked into Anakin and is manipulating him to do stuff. Because it really sounds here like Anakin... He's almost, he almost sounds confused. He's like, I don't know why I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I don't know why I'm feeling this way. Something's wrong. I don't know what it is. I wonder if he's like infected by Palpatine. 
Yeah, he's starting to get very upset about sort of just everything that happens in this point in the movie. Um, this is where he starts to sort of turn, but like everything is a problem. Every single thing that comes up is a big problem for him. Um, I there's there's some weird uh, cuts of scenes. Like he's bouncing around between a lot of different scenes in this, like a lot of different locations in this movie. And I think some of them are just would benefit being in a little bit of a different order because this scene where he's really pissed off at Obi Wan comes right after he has a great moment with Obi Wan. And I just think that that's mm. re- weird to bounce right after i feel like have the great moment with obi-wan when obi-wan's going off to a different uh a planet and then have the scene at the opera um they can't do it with some of the dialogue that was in the opera like it was talking about that that mission um but it's just it's just weird back to back where he has this great moment um they talk about how like uh, uh Anakin's talking about how much he like respects Obi-Wan and how much he's like hasn't given him enough um, credit for the things he's taught him. And then all of a sudden, the very next scene, he's pissed off at him. And it just I, I yeah, I, I don't really get the, I don't track it at all. So I'd like something in the middle of uh, Palpatine, you know, some some scene in the middle with Palpatine where he's doing some sort of m- manipulation, some sort of pushing. Yeah. So Obi-Wan heads to Utapau, where General Grievous is hiding. Obi-Wan hunts down Grievous and delivers his famous line of hello there. Great line. Great line. We get a fun battle sequence with Grievous, who I think looks amazing while he's fighting, uh, where, where he just like he's able to wield four lightsabers and he's got them spinning and he's hitting the ground and shooting smoke up and stuff. He looked really, really cool. He looks very cool taking out the lifesavers, looks very cool like displaying them, looks very cool spinning them, um, and then he stops spinning them. He abandons spinning them. I don't know why he does that, because uh, I, I like I like that. I was like, oh, man, this is like, how are you ever going to beat this guy with these spinning lightsabers? You're so dead. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, so it's, yeah, he, he looks really cool, though. He, that the, the, That's the moment I think he looks the best in the movie is when he has those lightsabers and he's like holding them and, and spinning them and ready for the fight. Yeah. Now, Grievous gets two of his four hands cut off, and I am adding these to the limb count. This is what I was mentioning before. He's kind of, oh. he's kind of like mostly a droid, but I'm going to count these right. in the limb count. This is the limb twist. This is the limb twist. That's not all that interesting. but Underwhelming. Is, uh, it's under, I, and I foreshadowed that before when I said it was underwhelming. No, Tim, you made me think it was going to be so cool. Such a great twist. I'm counting his robot hands okay. as limbs That's here. That's fair. Because it is That's kind fair. of a limb. He's a big character. He He's a big has character. human parts to him. He does. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. Two more for the limb counter. What are we at? Um, five? Five? Five. Cool. Five? I think five. Sure. Let's go with that for now. Anakin, Dooku, and two two uh, grievous limbs. No, Zam Wessel got a uh, uh, limb lost. Oh shit! Six. I think yeah, I think we're at six. Yeah, six, six. Okay, you're the counter. You're the limb counter. Yeah. Okay. Then it's six. Six. It is. Okay. Great. <laughs> Judges. Okay. Six. Ding 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 the ding. Answer is six. That's correct. With grievous dead, the chancellor should give up his emergency powers now, Dean. And if he doesn't, then something would be very wrong. 
Right, yes. So Mace Windu sends Anakin to tell the Chancellor that Grievous is dead and see how he will react. Anakin... Yes, and Tim... Oh, yes? Sorry, Mace is a piece of shit here. He sends he sends Anakin to the Chancellor, and immediately when Anakin's out of earshot, he's like, oh, I sense a lot of darkness around that Chancellor. I think he's going to try to kill all the Jedi. That's what he says right after he sends him. Maybe Anakin would want to know that as you send him on his own to go talk to the Chancellor. Maybe you should have let him know right before you said that. Idiot. Sure. I mean, you could extend that to the whole Jedi Council or our pieces of, course, of shit. Yes, of course. Like, yes. I really do think that this 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 movie and like some of the others are, are showing you that the Jedi ideology was incorrect. They thought it was correct, but it was not. So exactly these, these, these Jedi are all acting a fool here. Yeah. Mace just hates Anakin so much. You know what I bet happened? He's the only one whose massage chair doesn't work in the council room. Yes. And Anakin just got a new seat. Oh, yeah. And he was and like, I he, wanted that yeah, seat. He got a new one that I works. wanted to switch to that seat. Yeah, that's right. He's so pissed. Yeah. So Anakin goes to Palpatine. He complains that the Jedi aren't teaching him everything about the Force. And Palpatine says that he knows a little bit about the Force himself. Huh? It's like, yeah, we what? talked about it the entire <laughs> the entire not, Cirque du Soleil no, space. No, no, not really. That was a lot about the Force. That was a lot about Darth Plagueis the Wise, about a I story. I guess that was a lot about the Sith. He said a story. A yeah. He said the story yeah. of Darth Plagueis the Wise. He right, could have read it right. in a book. Here, he says he knows about the Force. Mm. Mm. He even knows about the dark side. What? <laughs> He's just a chancellor. <laughs> Palpatine warns Anakin about the Jedi and says he can help Anakin save Padme. At, at this point, Anakin realizes that Palpatine is the Sith Lord and pulls his lightsaber on him. And it was a great moment. It is a great moment. It's more uh, Ian McDermott just killing it with his weird way he's delivering these lines. It's so fantastic. It's uh, it's a good moment. Uh, and still, Anakin, still, isn't. it does not seem tempted at all. He just is like, no way. I want to kill you right now. You've been the Sith we've been searching for. I'm going to go turn you into the police, to the Jedi. I'm turning you in right now. Um, does not seem like he has, like, at least on the surface, he's doing his, like, he's just all good right now he's just going to turn in the chancellor yes correct it sounds like, like he's not a, even tempted in this moment it sounds like you have a problem with that not in this moment i'm fine with this moment i okay. like that he's not tempted at all I, I i like it i like for his character it will become a problem a little bit later okay, but cool. yeah in in this moment i like it i like that he doesn't even he's not tempted at all i think if we want yeah if we want to pay off a little bit later maybe some a little bit of temptation here would have been good uh maybe yeah. I mean, I yeah. think he, yeah, he has his agenda and yeah. he's sticking with it. His agenda is Padme. And yeah, maybe Sidious saying like, I can help save her. Maybe just in the same moment that Anakin realizes he's a Sith Lord. It's just too much for him to like, yeah, um, take in. And that's why he's not being tempted because it's a big moment, you know, learning that this is, that, that Palpatine is the Sith. Yeah, he's just doing what he, he's doing what he's supposed to do. Yeah. And then yeah, carry yeah, on. You're, no, you're right. That's that's a good that's a good point. He he doesn't know what to do, so he's just going with his training. His training is yeah, exactly. I need to turn yeah. you in. 
um, he hasn't quite like processed that idea. Right. And yeah. as he does process it, yeah, things start to change a bit. Yeah. So Anakin tells Mace the news. Mace grabs a few Jedi, tells Anakin to wait in the council chamber until he returns, and Mace goes to arrest Palpatine. And one of my favorite shots in this whole movie is right here, where they show us Anakin in the council chamber looking out towards Padme, who's out on her balcony, kind of far away, but looking back at the Jedi Temple. It's dusk. There's this really eerie music going on. And we see Anakin start to cry. And I just think it's such a beautiful moment in this movie where, I don't know, this is, uh, I guess there's kind of levels to Anakin's fall. Um, You know, I think the first one was when I, you know, I've already mentioned a bunch of times when I think his main fall was, but I think there's slow moments in the movie where he falls farther and farther and these ones where he cries, they're uh, they're really impactful for me. Where because he, he's yeah. he's maybe before before he's made up the decision subconsciously, but when he cries, I feel like he's consciously starting to make the decision or starting to realize or something that like he's going down the wrong path or that I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's just crying because he was worried about Padme, but I don't know. It's a powerful scene for me. However, however you want to analyze it, however you want to look at it, the fact that he starts to cry in this moment, um, I just, I thought it was a beautiful scene. Yeah, it's a, it's a great scene. Uh, it, it looks beautiful. The whole, uh, city scape looks amazing whenever they cut to it. Um, it's like Anakin just came back from turning in, um, Palpatine and Mace Windu would not let him come along, even though he was just there by himself with Palpatine learning this information. Mace Windu is like, no, it's too dangerous. You stay here. So he still doesn't trust him, still won't bring him along on this very important mission to like capture the guy who he's been the closest to. Like he knows about him. He would know the most about him. You should definitely be taking Anakin along in this situation. And he doesn't. So Anakin's like sitting there up in the temple he's got like he's thinking about it he's thinking about like well what are they going to do what are they going to do to palpatine like i don't even know i'm not even there what if like they kill palpatine then i'll never know about if i can save padme and so he's standing there staring out into the distance they cut to her in the tower she also looks very sad it's a great moment because when he cries that is him making the final decision that he will never be able to turn back from and it's her up there and she has just lost him like that's the last moment she's ever had him i think where where um he still had hope because when he gets into that speeder when he decides that he's going and getting into that speeder that's it he's done it, it's over for him mm-hmm. so i i love it i love the moment yeah and i wonder if they were sharing some sort of like connection at the time as well like yeah i'm sure anakin was sensing her and i'm sure she was able to sense him in some way and yeah yeah, I like uh, like your take on it. Yeah. So shit gets real here as Mace Windu and three Jedi show up to arrest Sidious. I mean, I'm just, I remember being on the edge of my seat in the theater. This was the greatest. And Sidious says that it took them longer than he thought it would. I love that. <laughs> yeah, he's not he's trying to talking. like hide anymore. He's just like, okay, no. you found me. What took you so long? Yeah. It's great. 
Yeah, you guys suck. He's like, I've been sitting in front of you so long. You guys are horrible. Yeah, you're the worst, in fact. Yeah. You didn't even bring Anakin along? You got what are you? You guys suck. Well, I mean, I, I like the idea not to bring Anakin because Mace doesn't trust him. Anakin is very close with the Chancellor. I think the safest decision at that time was to leave him behind because if the Chancellor is like a Sith Lord, you don't know like how ingrained Anakin is with this guy because they seem like best buddies. So I'm okay with Mace leaving him behind and not trusting him. So he came to turn him in though. Like that is the moment where it's like, okay, now I believe I can trust you because you turned him in. He took these three Jedis who suck. These You think, you know, Anakin would have been so much better than, than any of these guys. They were horrible. Mace didn't believe him though. He said, if, if what you tell me is true, then you'll have my trust. So he doesn't actually even believe Anakin telling that the Chancellor is the Sith. He doesn't believe that. So yeah, I'm okay with that. He should have brought some better Jedi to him. Oh, no, wait, Kit Fisto? Kit Fisto is like, oh, he's in... He died like a... He died fast, Tim. Oh, I know, but you're being you're being fooled then by how, like, the, the powers of Sidious. Like, this is showing how powerful Sidious is. Kit Fisto yeah. is a powerful, yeah. powerful Jedi. I do, now, I do you, know, I do know. Yeah. Mind you, if this was in the water, it might have been a closer fight, but... Well, yeah, take it to the water. Take this thing to the water. I think what they're showing us here is how powerful Palpatine yeah. is. He kills three Jedi in about 10 seconds. And then um, Mace betters him with the lightsaber. So they kind of up Mace here. We haven't seen Mace Windu do anything. And no, nothing. He's able to like kind of kind of defeat Sidious. He definitely does. He he defeats Sidious. Anakin shows up though and cuts off Mace's arm. So add one to the limb counter. Anakin is so mad he got his arm cut off. He's so mad he got his hand cut off last movie that he's just out there cutting off limbs. <laughs> Whenever he has a chance, he's just cutting limbs off. He could have just stopped Mace's lightsaber, but no, True. he's like, fuck you, I'm taking your limb off. True. Yeah, Sidious is um, scarred from his own electricity that's being kind of like blasted back off of Mace's lightsaber. Yeah. I liked that. I liked that that's how they kind of connected the way that he looks in the original trilogy with, with here. I always just thought in the original trilogy, he just looked old, but he was like, yeah, you know, he, was, he was deformed. It was, I liked that they, they did that. Yep. Sidious, yeah, he grabs Mace Windu, he's electrocuting him, throws him out of the window. Yep. But he said something just before he did. What was it, Dean? I don't quite remember. Okay, let's he, move on then. He was talking. He was talking about how strong he was. It might have been like everybody cover your ears. Something cover about your ears, listeners. Something about his um, unlimited power. I think it was that. It might have been that. Very impressive. I think that actually might have been your best delivery. Thank you. You you really I took it dialed, slower this yeah, time. Really like he, that like one he in, did actually. it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That was very method on that one. I had actually electricity coming out of my fingers. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Now, Sidious is very happy with what has just happened. He's very oh. happy. Hell yeah, he was almost dead. He should have been dead. Yeah. But the, he put all his he put all his chips. He bet all his chips on Anakin yeah. and it fucking paid off. Yeah. It sure did. And Sidious declares Anakin as Darth Vader. 
an absolutely cool huge moment in this story. And another, yeah. you know, real shocker if you're watching this chronologically. Uh, very, very, oh, very for sure. cool yeah. moment. Yeah. And Palpatine is finally just Sidious now. He doesn't need Chancellor Palpatine anymore. He can kind of do away with that. Yeah, there's like one more scene where he, whatever, pretends that he's the Chancellor, but I feel like he's talking to the Senate as Sidious, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I like that. I like that he doesn't need this this second identity anymore. Yeah, that's very true. He can just like, especially because he's scarred now, it's just like, whatever, I can just be my weird he's self. Just being himself. People just think it's an, an effect of yeah, being exactly. electrocuted or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, we should also say that uh, Anakin stopped the murder of um, Sidious of Palpatine because he was in that moment as he was basically being defeated and he was about to be killed, he said to Anakin, like, I'm the only one that can save Padme. I'm the only one who can help you save Padme. So it did go back to like, that is why Anakin did it because he, in the moment wanted, he didn't want um, Mace Windu to kill him. He wanted just like to put him on trial or whatever, which gives Anakin more time to talk to him. But that was it. That was, was going to be the last moment he was ever going to be with him. And he just couldn't take it because there was maybe the potential that he could have saved Padme, who's going to die because Anakin dreamt it. And so he cut off Mace's hand in that moment. Like that's that was the specific reason why he did it right there. That is exactly correct, Dean. That's, that's, yeah. That is what it was. And I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, Sidious is telling the truth. Like Sidious is the only one who has the ability to help him save Padme because he's the only one who knows like how to give life back into somebody. Yeah. But then afterward, right after when he's like dubbing him Lord Vader, uh, Anakin's like, all right, we'll save Padme. And he's like, yeah, it's really tricky to do. One person has done it before. So, but maybe you and me together can do it. Like, he didn't even say, like, I know how to do it. In that moment, he said, like, one person has done it before. It's very hard to do. I'm sure you and I will figure exactly. it out. Exactly. He's manipulating him. It, totally. Yeah. It's just like, what? <laughs> he can't even, he can't even say there in that moment that he can do it. He doesn't want him to, he doesn't want him to do it. He immediately, oh, of course he not. immediately tells him, go to the Jedi temple, kill all the Jedi, and then you will have the ability to save Padme. That's what he tells him. So he's just like, he's, he knows what Anakin wants. He sees what like depths Anakin will go to achieve it. And now he's just taking that and using it. He's like, oh, okay. If you're willing to turn on the Jedi for Padme, okay, here, good. Go kill all the Jedi at the temple. That will make you powerful enough to save Padme. Yeah. It's just, it's more of like this Sidious um, grandmaster planning and plotting where he just picks up on every little thing yeah. and he manipulates anybody he can and he uses any anything out there that is like at his disposal to use and to take advantage of he does and it furthers his plan yeah he knows the buttons to push on uh, on anakin exactly yeah on little annie yep um sidious here as he reveals himself i just i love his voice it's so menacing. It's so creepy. I pledge myself to your teachings. Good. Good. 
The force is strong, will you? A powerful Sith you will become. Henceforth, you shall be known as Darth Vader. Thank you, my master. Um, he's revealed his yellow eyes now. He legit looks like a monster now. Oh yeah, he definitely it's looks so like a monster. Cool. I love the eyes. I love the yellow eyes. Love uh, them. There is a nice touch, yeah. So Sidious calls Commander Cody and executes Order 66. A tragic moment for the Jedi where almost all of them are killed. And this is just a great ace up the sleeve for Sidious. We didn't know anything about this. We had no idea. He had no. this in his back pocket the whole time. And man, what a plan this was. Yeah, so all the clone troopers just immediately like turn their guns on the Jedis and you know slaughter them. The Jedis are not expecting it, so they don't really have any defense because they are basically getting shot in the back because yeah. they're not even thinking about it. They're not even looking for it. Um, so... These clone troopers have are just have just always been loyal to Sidious and are basically just like pretending with the Jedi's like they're just like doing their thing until he says kill them all. Uh okay so they have like a chip in their head that was implanted in their oh, head. Oh okay. That's Sidious. I didn't know that. This is from the Clone Wars. The Sidious okay. implanted a chip where as soon as he says execute order 66 that flips their entire programming. So okay. they were uh, that like that makes yeah that makes sense but like yeah in the, I was looking for something like that because like I was I watched over and over when he was getting one like commander who it maybe might have been Cody, Cody was yeah. the first one to get the the order yeah. and I was like does something happen does he like kind of change posture or anything but he was just like no hey troops time let's shoot and so I was like really confused about what was going on but yeah chip in the head I, I like that that's why the the animated show just supports this original trilogy so much yeah it fills in it, some of the it gaps fills in yeah. so many holes commander Cody is a major part of that animated series so to see in okay, that moment cool. to see him be the one to flip. Mm is heartbreaking shit yeah, yeah yeah but yeah they have these chips that's also why jangle fett asked for one unaltered clone because they were putting ah, chips in all of their heads okay. and, and like, like, okay yeah yeah I, I don't know if he knew about the chip i think it was more about that they were i think uh i think they said that they were just like making they age them up quickly that and they were making them more like um obedient i think but oh, maybe yeah. He, yeah, maybe yeah, okay. he did know about the chip yeah i agree though Order 66 happens real quick, too quick. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 fine if it happens. It's just another thing where it's like, it would be cool if I knew anything about it, you know? Like, it would be a little bit cooler if I knew anything. For sure. So, Vader goes to the Jedi Temple and murders all of the younglings. Shit, man. Ouch. That's, uh, that sucks. Especially, mm -hmm. it really sucks because when he enters... There's like the tiniest kid who comes up to him and is like, Anakin, Master Anakin, yeah. what do we do? Like what the pe the people are shooting out there. What do we do? Like this is a kid who saw him, saw him as a safe person, someone who's going to come help them yeah. and save them. And that person kills them all. It was horrible. It was, oh my goodness. Mm. It was 
Heartbreaking. Yeah. Another heartbreaking scene. That kid, There's just many. Yeah, so the many. kid crushes it. And like that kid is like legit scared oh, when, yeah. he, when Anakin turns on his lightsaber. I don't know if that was like really, really good acting or they scared him somehow because he jumps and it's uh, really good. Uh, they probably scared him. They probably scared him, unfortunately, yeah. but it's a great performance from that kid. So Anakin shows up at Padme's place and he tells her the Jedi tried to overthrow the Senate and that he'll stay loyal to her. Then he goes to Mustafar and kills all of the Separatist leaders that are hiding there. And this is where we get this iconic shot of Anakin with his yellow eye. Yeah, yeah, cool. It looks good. It looks really um, good. Yeah, I like the part. I like when he goes to uh, Mustafar, kills the Separatists. Like these are all the, you know, these are all the villains we've had for a couple couple movies. It's nice to see them kind of get get theirs. Yep. Um, it's funny that like. So he hasn't really told Padme what he did, but he's like, I'm going to go end this war by killing the Separatists. It's like he's, got, he's killing the Jedis and killing the Separatists. You know, he ends the war by killing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, he kills both sides. That will end the war. <laughs> You're right. You were going to end the war. <laughs> and he's like, do, he's doing his own manipulation, I think, with her too, where he's just like, um, uh, the, the Jedis are trying to take over the Senate. You're a senator. I'm on your side. Like, I'm with you. So I'm going to go make sure that, you know, we, we, I kill the Separatists and, like, we, we're going to stick together, you and I. He doesn't really tell her what's going on, doesn't tell her what he has done. No, he doesn't. I think he believes what he's doing is for the right reasons. And, yeah, and he doesn't want to tell her. Well, so here, it is a little confusing because I do... When you say right reasons, do you mean politically the right reasons? Yes. Okay, so that I do find that like Yeah, okay, okay. There's there I had the, the only problem with like sort of my with my the Anakin quick turn that I have is that it's not focused on one area. He has so many like he has so many things that are pulling him in so many directions, like the political, like not getting enough um, notice. So he wants more power and also the fear of Padme. I think like it, it's all good. It's all good that there's those many that many things pulling him because then it makes you believe that someone would actually turn. But for a narrative, like sort of for a narrative structure, I, I like it to be one thing because then when it happens, I know why it happens. You know, like I know why the turn happened because of that one thing sure like if it was just fear if it was just the fear and then that's what they kept coming back to they kept coming back to just the fear in every single moment i think it would play a little better for me um i think it's just when it's all over the place i get confused of why the turn's happening so like i i, I thought the turn was happening because of fear then he goes back and talks to padme and i really think that he does believe in the political sense and then later he talks about the power and I really believe he wants the power. So I, I just, I feel like I'm all over the place in it. So I think if you break it down into the three things that are most important right now, and I would call them fear, anger, and hate. And where are all of those being driven from? I would say the fear is, That's the true, fear yeah. is being driven from Padme that she's going to die. The anger yeah. is being driven by Palpatine because he's trying to boost up Anakin's anger. So he turns to the dark side and the hate is for his, for the Jedi. He's slowly starting yeah. to hate the Jedi and what they're like, how they're handling him and like their belief system. Like it's not aligned with what he believes because he has attachments. He's grown up with attachments. He, buys into the attachments. He doesn't want to be without them. So I think those are the three things that are pulling him 
and what they're all doing is pushing him to the dark side. Yeah, Tim, that's an awesome point. So fear that Padme is going to die leads to anger that he's not getting promoted to a spot that he wants because he wants more. He wants like that, uh, that power. He wants to advance as a Jedi. And then hate is what he feels of the. He's already he's already said this. It's what he feels of the whole democracy. Exactly. <laughs> like he doesn't like the whole system. He doesn't like the Jedi's. He doesn't like how they run the Senate. He doesn't like any of that. So you're right. That is the progression right there. That actually helps me a lot. I like it. Good. Now, Obi-Wan and Yoda go to the Jedi Temple to turn off this beacon that's trying to lure Jedi back to the temple. And while they're there, Obi-Wan watches security footage of Anakin killing the younglings, and he can't believe it. And Yoda already knew that this had happened from his intuition. I kind of like that Yoda already knew. He hadn't seen anything, but he told Obi-Wan, like, don't watch the security footage. All you'll find is pain. Yeah, just like Yoda would do, he keeps it a fucking secret from everyone. He's not going to tell anybody what happened. <laughs> yeah, right. He eh? already knew. Yeah, Yoda doesn't tell anybody anything. No. Like, he knows, he knows so, so much, much stuff in this movie, and he's not telling anybody anything. Yeah. Palpatine calls an emergency meeting of the Senate, saying there was a Jedi plot to kill him, and that all Jedi will be hunted down and killed. And he explains that he's going to reorganize the Republic into the first galactic empire for a safe and secure society. And Yoda and Obi-Wan are watching this happen, which I really liked. And Yoda says, destroy the Sith we must. And Obi-Wan begs to be sent to fight Sidious and not Anakin for obvious reasons. And Yoda says he's not powerful enough. He has to go fight Anakin. That was cool. Yeah. 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 It was cool. I like that. I like the, uh, I like the Senate, you know, with, uh, Palpatine in there doing just like you said, doing his, now he's just doing his Sidious he's voice. Just being he doesn't Sidious have to hide in the it Senate. It's great. Just being Sidious and just pitching the empire to everybody. Everybody loves it. Everybody's cheering. They obviously haven't seen the next movies. <laughs> they don't know it's a bad idea. <laughs> It's a really bad idea, but they love it. And uh, yeah, so he just, it's, it's, it's really good to have this part, to have the political stuff, because uh, you wonder how you got to this point, you know, because they call it the Empire, you know, in the in the later movies. So yeah. you're like, how did this guy, one guy, get power? How did they give him power? Um, cool transition. Um, I like that uh, we see the political side of it. I, I, it's, uh, it's, it's a good addition that didn't actually, like, you didn't have to put it in because... I don't know. These movies are kind of for kids, right? So you didn't really have to put that stuff in, but like it may, I, I like that it's in. It makes sense because I would have wanted to know how we got from a democracy to an empire. Yeah. If, if they're going to spend so much time already in the other movies showing us the, like the, the Senate and all that, I want to see this moment. So that's what I mean. I mean, like with the entire prequels doing yeah, I, the whole, doing the whole political thing, you know, you, you jump into the first one and you're like, what's going on? Why do I care about the politics? Yeah. And then you get to this one and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. They definitely needed to be there. Definitely. It was, it was probably all for yeah. this one payoff of him just taking, taking it over, which is what he's been trying to do this whole time. It's, it's great. You know what? Lucas is having as much of a fun day as Sidious is having Hell with yeah. this movie because he's just like, pay off, pay off, pay off, <laughs> totally, pay off. Totally. Yeah, so Obi-Wan pays Padme a visit, and he wants to know the location of Anakin. And he tells Padme what Anakin has done. And this is maybe the only problem I have with the movie is that she says, 
Like, what? No, Anakin couldn't have killed younglings. But we kind of already established last movie that he killed all these Tuscan Raiders. And I, like, I, at this point, I really don't know what her deal is. I'm really buying into yeah. your concerns with her from the last movie. Like, yeah. what, what is her problem? Like, why can't she see, like, that Anakin is, is a murderer? I, I don't get it. Yeah. Like, the only thing that I can think is that he's kind of clouded her mind. He's got her under some sort of a, you know, force spell, if you will. And isn't yeah. really allowing her to think clearly. I, I I just don't know what else works for me. Like, is she just so in love that she's willing to forgive murdering kids? And I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I know. I, I'm with you. This moment's so weird when, when she says, no. And she says it so quickly. So quickly after Obi-Wan says, like, he killed the youngling. She's like, nope, not any. Wouldn't, couldn't do it. Can't do it. He doesn't have a bad bone in his body. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know, you know, you know he he's done it before. Like you're the only, you're one of the only people who knows he's done it before. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. It, it could be just like to herself, you know, just like realizing that it's like, she's made a horrible mistake staying with this guy. And so maybe she's like, no, he couldn't, he couldn't have do it. Um, I think I do feel that from her. I do feel like in a moment, she's sort of like, he couldn't have done it because if he did, like, what have I done? You know, like, what have I done marrying him? I, I do feel like that from him. Like, he he just, she's denying it, you know, just totally, totally denying it because she's carrying his child. So it just can't be true. Right. Um. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good scene because, like, Ewan McGregor and Natalie Portman are very good actors and they're finally, like, sort of in a scene together. They don't share a lot of scenes together. And I think it's pretty good because they're actually playing off each other pretty well. Yeah. Um. You know, Hayden Christensen is much better in this movie, yeah. but it's still hard to play off him. I think there's not a lot of uh, emotional reactions that he does to like in sort of conversation that really work, but like these two are really working in this. So I wonder, I wonder if it is her just having to deny it in this moment, you know, she's gone too far and she just has to deny it because that's the only way she can carry on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's as good an explanation as anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, but the, the I, I will just bring up at this at this point that like the the Padme is like not in this movie enough. Um, I know it's not really right. about her yeah. at all, but she was so much in the first movie and she was so good. And then she was still good in the second movie, even though I wasn't into like the love relationship. Yeah. She was still really good. And this movie, every shot is just her in that penthouse, just like looking out the window. Like she just stays in that penthouse for eight months or whatever yeah. and like does nothing in the movie. So I wish there was more from her. Yeah, I agree. Now, Padme doesn't believe Obi-Wan and goes to Mustafar to find Anakin. And yeah. Obi-Wan sneaks onto her ship and stows away. We see Anakin on Mustafar, and once again, he's crying. Uh, another really powerful, you know, sad moment for me is he's like, what's he feeling? You know, he's on... Mustafar, he's made all his decisions. He's murdered everybody. And yet in that moment, he's crying. Like, is he, is he just further losing himself there? Is he, is he thinking about Padme? Like, I, I don't know, but it's just, it's really hard to see a Sith cry, I guess. That's difficult. 
in this moment, uh, I just can't quite remember the moment. Is has Padme? Has he seen her ship coming in yet, or no? No, this is this is right oh, after, kind of yeah. right after he killed the Separatists. He's just looking okay. out, just kind of. On, he's just there on Mustafar. I think the further he goes to the dark side, like the more yeah. of his innocence gets killed, and when it does, totally. he cries because, in a way, yeah. he realizes what's happening, but he's kind of made his decision. But it's just like the the purity of him or something is dying and he knows it. Yes. I do believe this is a, um, a, a sort of like a can't turn back situation where he made very, very rash decisions in the moment, very emotional decisions in the moment. And now he can't turn back. That's what I liked about the sort of the window, like cutting off his hand I kind of wish that he cut off his hand and somehow was able to kill him, like maybe accidentally knocked him out the window or something, because then he would feel very much more like he killed Mace Windu and there is no going back because he all he really did is like he stopped him. He cut off his hand. Emperor killed him. I feel like there's still maybe he didn't do he didn't go all the way. You know, he just like he made a mistake, but maybe he didn't go all the way of killing him. Um, but this is what's happening. I think it is like a no turning back and everything he does just adds to that. So he kills the younglings. Then he goes and kills all the separatists. He's just adding to his kill count. And I think you're right. It's the innocence going away as he's like, there is definitely no turning back from here. I am now in it. And this is my life. Yeah. So Padme shows up. She runs to Anakin looking for reassurance. And she says, Obi-Wan told her terrible things. And after a short chat, it's very obvious that Anakin is lost here. Um, he thinks that he brought peace to the Republic, and he's already talking about overthrowing the Chancellor. This is yeah, beautiful. The, why? Why? Because the, <laughs> why? the rule of two. He's been a Sith for like a True. couple hours. Yeah. Right, right, right. And yeah. he's yeah. already like plotting to overthrow him. Yeah, true. Yeah, he's already like a more powerful than him. Yeah, he's like yeah, I'm, it's I'm awesome. the most powerful. Like that's what's going on in their head. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it totally. That's that's actually awesome. Yeah. Uh, Padme sees that Obi Wan was telling her the truth. Like obviously, she realizes Anakin is gone, and her heart is yeah. broken. And my heart is broken. Okay, I'm not crying. You're crying. I yeah she I am crying because she's great Natalie Portman oh is amazing goodness, she's in this scene so great um, selling it so hard uh, yeah that's it's a tough one it's it's a really Anakin's breaking her heart and she's breaking my heart uh, Obi Wan shows himself and Matt, at dude, a really bad time dude doesn't have good timing at all here I mean when when is the good time then. If he was listening to the conversation, it was talking a lot about him at that moment. And then he just like is standing in the ship, just like, here I am. Oh, man. I, th I feel like it was a really bad time. I kind of like that um, as Anakin was talking with Padme, you can see him look up at Obi-Wan, like before the conversation's done. He, he realizes that Obi-Wan's there and then continues his conversation with Padme, kind of about. about yeah, he's it. already talking. He already looks over her shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I love how Obi-Wan looks here. Just standing at kind of like the top of the runway of the ship there with his hands on his hips. Oh, yeah. Man, he yeah. looks so great. Great shot. Yeah. Uh, Anakin thinks Obi-Wan and Padme are both now against him. And he force chokes Padme. 
another just heartbreaking moment for his character. But dude, I fucking love that his iconic force choke was first used on Padme. I hadn't oh, I really it. considered like that yeah. before, but like this iconic move that he uses throughout the entire franchise, it's his main thing. It's his big thing. He first used it on her. Like it's terrible and awful, but man, like every time I feel like every time he's force choking, he's remembering that moment. Like there's something in that moment. That's why he brought this move along with him because there was something there. I don't know if he's trying to hold on to something or trying to forget something, but the fact that he did it to her first and then made that his like classic move, man, there's just something really, I think, cool to that. Yeah. So I, why I don't like it is just because, I mean, I, I like what you're saying for sure. Like that. I, I do, I do like that. Um, it's because I, as a kid, I thought it was so cool. Like that's the first moment where I'm like, Darth Vader, so cool. He can just choke people with his fingers. Um, so then to come to this point and be like, oh no, it's not cool anymore. It's horrible. Like that's, you did that on Padme. That's awful. Like for him to carry that forward. Um, I think what Lucas is trying to do is definitely paint for you that this is a horrible guy, right? Like that Darth Vader is going to end up being one of the being one of the biggest villains of all time, not just in Star Wars, but like in in all of media ever. He's one of the biggest villains of all time. So Lucas is trying to show you like this is bad. Like he brought this move with him because he is evil, you know? Like he's gone when he's Darth Vader, he is evil. Like he's going right. to, maybe he's going to end up making a turn later, but when he is Darth Vader, he is evil. And so him doing this in this moment either means he doesn't care at all, or he cares so much that he wants to like somehow remember that moment or something. Um, it just, it, it hurt me because I was like, I liked that move and now I can't like, now I hate that move because it was, you did it on your wife who was pregnant, who was the only person you were trying to save. I, I don't, I, I just don't, it, I don't like when he turns on her and it's not like sort of thematically. I just mean, I don't like when he turns on her because it hurts so much, you know, like he's been trying the whole movie just to save her. And then he turns on her just cause he's like losing, like he's spiraling at that moment, right? He's just losing control of everything and just choke. Oh man. It's just, it, it's hard. It's hard to watch. I think they needed that moment for the people who haven't yet caught on to the fact that he is evil. I think they, they needed to show that as like the last, yes, this is for sure that he is gone. Like he, he has turned, he is not coming back. Uh, he's willing to do this or he's so lost that he's able to do this. Yeah. I think it's a good, I think it's a good move because, um, we like Darth Vader and as kids, we like Darth Vader because he looks really cool, you know, and, um, he's so powerful. So we like him as a kid. But George Lucas's story is that he's very evil, right? So as we're, and and we started off this movie liking Anakin because he was really good. So I do believe there needs to be things in this movie that let us know that he is very evil. So uh, yeah, I, I do think the callback to this move being the one thing that he uses to hurt his wife is so uh, strong of a case that he is evil. So it's, it's definitely a, it's a good move for the movie. It just hurts me. I know. I know it hurts you, but yeah, yeah it's, it's this yeah. great move that we've seen throughout the original trilogy and they yeah. didn't really even have to pay it off. Like how it came to be 
I don't, I don't care. I, I didn't really need to know that. But the fact that they decide to show us and like the first time he used it was in this scene. I think it's, it's, I think it's tragically beautiful is the way that I'll put it. Hmm. Yeah. Now, Obi-Wan and Anakin argue their case to each other. And, you know, obviously there's no convincing on either side. They have such a great conversation, though. It's fantastic. This, the, the ending, this to the end of the movie with Ewan McGregor, he's killing it. He's incredible. Well, I mean, McGregor kills this entire movie. Everything I mean, he does in. kill the entire movie. He does kill the entire movie as like goofball at the start and then just delivering the most dramatic lines at the end. Like yeah, the right. absolute range right. in this movie. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So they have to fight. There's there's no concession on either side. They both have blue lightsabers, which is something we haven't seen before in a Jedi fight. Blue versus blue. I thought that was really cool. Mm. Cool. And simultaneously in the movie, Yoda is fighting Sidious. And we've kind of already touched on that that battle, so I won't get into it too much. Yeah. But Sidious ends up winning that, and Yoda has to retreat. Yeah. So after, like after Sidious kind of wins, he says he senses Darth Vader is in trouble. What do you think he was sensing? Um, oh, interesting. I never really thought about I it. I know, right? Just that I just thought, like, it always to me it was just like, he's in a fight. Like, that's, but that's Nothing's weird. happened yet. He hasn't been, like, damaged at all, but Sidious senses that he's, he, he's in trouble. Like, does he have a little bit of, like, like foresight you know he can see where it's going to end up is it because he's sort of it's a tough fight for him where like everything else that he's done up to this point he's just you know annihilated everyone and this is like going to be a tough fight maybe he can sense that i would honestly i'd like it to be a little bit that like he's conflicted or something in the moment but that's not really happening right now he's not really conflicted at all so i think it is i think it maybe is just that either he can see what's going to happen he can sort of see along the lines um or that it's just the the strongest foe he's had to fight since he's been a Sith. Yeah, I'm not really sure myself. Um, I, I yeah. kind of thought maybe it was either that he could really sense the anger in uh, Anakin because Anakin's so mad at Obi Wan. Oh yeah. Or maybe yeah. maybe the other thing that I was thinking is maybe he is sensing the power of Obi Wan and knows that Anakin yeah. isn't actually going to be able to stop Obi Wan because Obi Wan is too powerful. So. I don't know yeah, what it is. Yeah, yeah. Those are the kind of the two that I, I, I lean to. But I thought it was really interesting that just as they're fighting far away, Sidious has this deep connection with Anakin where he can sense yeah. that there's trouble. They already have a really deep connection. And I think it's a lot to do with just how Palpatine has been grooming him through these movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to Anakin and Obi-Wan. They have this, I mean just the most incredible lightsaber fight. They start off fighting outside. They go inside. They go through multiple rooms. They're fighting down this tight corridor at one point with the lightsaber. They don't even have room for the lightsabers and they're hitting all the walls. Looks great. They go back outside. They're fighting on like a narrow pipe together. They fight on top of giant machinery 
They fight on a tower floating in lava. They're swinging on ropes fighting. They're riding on flying droids fighting each other. They float on small pieces of metal in the lava. They end up fighting on the same piece of small metal floating in the lava until Obi-Wan finally jumps off, says it's over because he has the high ground. And Anakin tries it anyways. He leaps at Obi-Wan, gets his legs and arm cut off. And that's three more for the limb counter. Oh, and I didn't even know his arm was cut off. I didn't even realize. I thought it was just the legs. No, two legs and the other arm. Oh, the other arm. So he's still got the metal one. He's got the right, metal one. Because he like, grabs mm. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which makes that even more impactful when he's just crawling up with the metal arm. The only thing he has left. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Very powerful moment as Obi-Wan cries out. He's just screaming in agony. He says, You are the chosen one! It was said that you would destroy this and not join them. Bring balance to the force, not leave it in darkness. This is easily the darkest scene in the entire franchise. I was... Yeah, totally. I kind of knew... Like, you know this is all coming, but the way Lucas executed it was just way darker than I ever expected, and I I love it. This I think this is my favorite scene in the entire franchise, is this lightsaber battle and this outcome. Yeah, this is uh, this is my favorite of the movie for sure. Um, I love Ewan McGregor delivering these lines. I watch it on YouTube, just that part, because I think it's great. I think he just crushes it, um, all the emotions in it. Um, I like I just truly believe when he's when he's yelling it. It is such a sad moment for him. Like, it's so, so sad for him. He took on this kid because his master wanted him to do it. His master who was killed in front of him and then he killed the guy. He killed Darth Maul, who had killed Qui-Gon, and then just like his dying wish was that he would train Anakin. So he did it. They became friends. They had such great banter throughout the movie. And then this, you know, you got to this moment. And I think he I think all of that emotion is in Ewan McGregor's performance. I think he brings it all to that moment. It's it's definitely um, everything he does is well deserved and pays off there. Um yeah, it's it's a great scene. I absolutely love it. It gets like, you know, it gets joked on because of the higher ground thing, but like I don't give a fuck about that at all. Like it's I don't know. It's it's good. It's just great. There's a lot of stuff that gets joked on in this movie that I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, higher ground I think it's like it's a very it's a very simple idea, so people think like there should have been a more grand, you know, finale yeah. to this, but uh, that works fine for me, you know. I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. It's like they'd never mentioned it before. Yeah, sure. Whatever. I don't know. It's just it's really just a way to carry on with the scene. <laughs> it's just a way to talk, get to the ending part. Um, I don't know. It it doesn't really bother me at all. It's yeah, sure it doesn't it's bother weird, me, but either. it doesn't really bother. 
It doesn't bother me at all. Um, and it's a great, it's a great scene. If you let that get in the way of how great the scene is after that point from that, like that point on, um, that's a shame because it, it, it gets really good. Yeah. So Obi-Wan grabs Anakin's lightsaber and leaves. And there's this great shot of Anakin using his robotic arm to slowly drag himself up the hill. Just in yeah. agony. Yeah. 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 But oh, man. That's all that saves him is his one robotic arm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Obi-Wan should have given him a little boot into the lava there if he wanted to make sure, but I'm sure I mean, he would never have it done looked, that. It looked pretty certain, right? Like, yeah. the- Well, there's also no way he would have done that. There's no way he would have finished him off. He just, it didn't even matter if it looked certain. He wouldn't have finished him he off. Was done. He was After that speech, he's just leaving. He's just leaving him, whatever. He. It's almost like he wants him to leave. He was live. on like, fire. Just, Anakin was, on, was on fire as he was leaving. Ugh. Ugh. The only possible way that Anakin could be saved here is if he has some sort of connection with Sidious and Sidious knew he was in trouble and could come yeah. ahead of time to save him, which is exactly what happened, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he was dead in in a matter of moments. After Give this. him 30 minutes and he's dead. He's completely dead. Oof. Yeah, he's dead for sure. So Obi-Wan returns to Padme and they take Padme to a medical facility where they say she's perfectly healthy but for some reason is dying. She's lost the will to live and she's also carrying twins. Now at the same time, we see Darth Vader being worked on and he's in agony, man. He is in pain as they're like putting these robotic parts on him. Oh yeah. We see Luke and Leia born and we see Vader ready to receive his helmet and this part is so good. As the mask is coming down, you see like burnt Anakin mm-hmm. and he sees the mask. And for a split second, his eyes get really big and he looks afraid to me. He looks afraid mm. of like this mask yeah. coming on. It looks like he's afraid of what he's about to become. Uh, it's yeah. very, very subtle. But then the mask lands and then the entire screen is filled with just the Darth Vader mask as we hear him take his first breath. It's so beautiful. It's really, it's really, really good. Yeah. The breathing is awesome because this movie is pretty nonstop. Like at this moment, maybe, yeah, maybe not. Maybe there has been moments in the movie, but like where there's, they've slowed down, but not much. And especially not now. Like right now we've just witnessed tons of people get slaughtered by Anakin, a big fight between, you know, Anakin and Obi-Wan Yoda and Sidious. There's just been so much noise and then they just shut it down and we just get a couple breaths it's really good. It's really, <laughs> it's good. really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Padme, as she's in agony, she tells Obi-Wan there's still good in him. And then she dies. And I thought there was something just really great in the symbolism of Padme dying, Luke and Leia being born, and Darth Vader being born at the same time. There's just, it seemed like a very poetic kind of thing going on there. 
Yeah, I like the cutback between you know him on the table, her on the table. Yeah. I, I like that stuff. I think that's really uh, it's really good. It it kind of brings us back to when they were standing in the balconies, you know, sort of looking out. It's that kind of thing where it's it's about those two, you know, and here's where they are at the end of both their lives. You know, Anakin's dead now. This is, uh, I mean, I guess I guess he was already dead. He was already Darth Vader, but uh, you know, yeah, it, it's good. It, it's a good moment. Uh, obviously, don't like that she just dies. You know, I, I just don't, I wish that again, wish there was just more to that. I don't really, her just dying. That, that's what I want to talk about right now. Yeah. Uh, what do you, well, what do you think happened? Like, what do you think happened to Padme's there? There's a couple like explanations and there's some other thoughts. So there's what's have. in the, there's what's in the movie and the movie tells me that she, Cannot go on with her life because of what Anakin right. has done to her, not physically, right. but emotionally. She legitimately dies of a broken heart. Yes, she cannot carry on. Yeah, they don't exactly say that, but that is what the movie's telling me. The movie's telling me that she dies because she cannot carry on. Um, we were on a we were on a podcast with Corey before where we were doing a Vader comic. We were covering a Vader comic, and he presented to us that um Sidious had killed her with the force he had sort of reached out and killed her just so he could tell you know Vader that Vader had killed her when he choked her um so that he could really increase the anger I really like that um I wish it was in the movie <laughs> you know I because I like that idea but it just is like well if he could do that why does he not do that you know, like it's not really in the movie. It doesn't really, it doesn't really appear to me at all that Sidious did do that. But I like that take a lot. So I kind of keep that as my head canon that Sidious reached out and killed her because I don't like her just giving up the will to live. Because right when she's dying, she says there's still good in him. So if there's still good in him and you just had two kids, there's reasons to live. Like you believe there's still good in him, so keep fighting. Um, yeah. So it doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't work for me. Yeah, I, I for sure 100% think that Sidious killed her, but not only killed her, but took her life force and put it into Vader to save him. He knew how to save people from death. I think he was being honest. He Sidious does know how to save people from death. It's by taking someone else's life force and putting it into somebody else. And I think that's what he did here. And... Like, could you imagine if Padme was alive and Darth Vader wakes up as Darth Vader and, and, and we see it happen. The first thing that happens when Darth Vader rises, yeah. he's like, where's Padme? Like, Padme can't be around. Like if, if the Emperor's plan is to have him and Darth Vader as like the two, Padme has to be gone. She has to be dead. That's how he's going to get Vader to fall in line. So... I think not only did he kill her, but he used her life force to save Vader. Yeah, 100%. That's great. But that is headcanon because that's not in the movie. Like, I, I like it. I love it, actually. And that's what I will believe happens right now. But I just wish that that's in the movie. Like, George Lucas at this point can definitely put that in the movie. I, I know that he was holding stuff back before because he doesn't want to give us, you know, the whole story. But now we're there. You know, now we're at... There's no more spoilers. You know, there's no more ruining anything. Show us this. Show us Sidious kill Padme. That is, that would be so 
great. I don't need it though. Like, I don't want. I don't need. But I don't you, need answers to all these questions. And if 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 you want an answer to all the questions, this movie would be four and a half hours long because they'd have like so much stuff to put in there. I'm okay with this. Just kind of like I guess in this in this instance, yeah, it would have been cool to like definitely know what happened, but they don't show us that and. By not showing us that, it allows them to build on the story down the road. Sure, yeah. I, 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 like I said, I love the idea. I, I, I'm definitely, that is what I think happened. I think the problem for me is that that medical droid said, we don't know why she's dying. I don't want that. Just take that out. Just say she's dying. And then let us decide whether it's because of childbirth or let us make something else up. I think the fact that they that the droid says, I don't know why she's dying. Well, then it makes it seem weird, right? Like, why doesn't the medical yeah. droid know why she's dying? Well, something like supernatural probably is going on then. If this doctor yeah. can't diagnose the problem, it's something that this doctor has never seen before. So... All right. So I agree with that. I agree with that. Keep get that out of here because the the doctor basically said like she doesn't she just doesn't want to keep she doesn't living. Want to live, you know, yeah. it's like cuz she's dying. Yeah, she doesn't want to live. So that is really the movie is really trying to tell us that she dies of broken heart or she dies because she Anakin doesn't love her or what he did to her. Or she's emotionally dying. So I don't I don't know if get I that out of that, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, sure. Get that out of here and I'm with you. Then it's perfect. You know, then it's fine because then we are left to figure it out on our own. I feel like we're not left to figure it out on our own because of that dialogue. Okay, so hold on. Is it that the doctor, this medical doctor, all the medical doctor says is we don't know why she's dying, right? The narrative that we as viewers have picked up on is that she's dying of a broken heart because nobody really says that. That's what no, we, no one says that's that. what we're saying. Why, why are we saying that? Right. That's not in the movie. So let's not let's not project our feelings of what we think onto the movie. All that the movie says is this doctor says. I don't know why she's dying. But he says she it's like she doesn't want to live. What does what does that mean? That doesn't mean she, how do how do we just jump from there to she's dying of a broken heart, which is the narrative. And I understand because I I feel the same way. I feel like somebody like said at some point oh this is bullshit because she's just dying of a broken heart that's blah 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 i hate that i feel like that's this negative energy being put on this trilogy from people who don't understand it and they come up with their own ideas for it but if you really think about it we're never told that she's dying of a broken heart it's just it is left vague it's left up for us to kind of interpret but I never interpreted it as like a broken heart. That was something that was kind of forced upon upon me. Yeah, I don't think it's specifically broken heart or whatever. I just think that it is. I think the movie definitely leans you in the direction that she's dying because of what Anakin did to her. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, you have heard like that narrative that she died of a broken heart, right? Oh, I've heard it. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, that's but it's not said in the movie, yeah, so that's, that's not, not yeah. like that's something. That's just this negative energy that's put on this movie, um, which yeah. is unfortunate because that's not what this movie is even saying. That's just some someone else's yeah. idea of what has happened, and people grab a hold of that and they don't like they don't like this part of the movie because of something that somebody else said who has nothing to do with this movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. But I, yeah, it just, 
the movie does not lean us, does lean us towards a direction. That's all I think. I think it does lean us towards a direction and, and I wish it didn't. You know, I like, I just wish, like you're saying that that doctor just didn't say anything. Like didn't say. It would be better. That, then we're good. Like then I'm like, oh, totally fine. But I, I feel like that dialogue is trying to push us towards something. I agree. I think if, if they want to keep that dialogue in, they need to give you a little bit more or else leave it out so that we're not wondering. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Sorry, I, th- I feel like I went on a bit of a rant there. I was just really, really... <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> I know. Feeling the energy Tim, of the Sith in that moment. It needs to be talked about. It needs to be talked about. Now, Vader wants to know where Padme is and if she's safe. And Sidious says, in his anger, he killed her. But Vader says, no, he couldn't have. She was alive. He felt it. And then he shows an amazing amount of force power here as he crushes the entire room around him. This is very impressive. Oh, and yeah. Sidious oh, was yeah. very impressed. He had this little, like, you know, the, you know, the Sidious smirk. He had that. He's just like, oh, my goodness. Hell this yeah. is more yeah. than I was hoping for. This is really And it was great. like slowly coming onto his face. He was just like, what is going yeah. on here? This is wonderful. And Vader, he screams out in pain here. He screams yeah. no. Lots of people made fun of this scream. There were lots of memes. I liked it. I never understood Whatever, yeah. what people were talking about. I thought it was great. A great show of emotion at this point in the movie. Yeah, I think it's just the steps before the no that that people think is weird. Because um, he looks like you know, Frankenstein why do you walk, or something. Walk. Yeah, why do you walk, 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 and then yell no? Why don't you yell no right away? Um, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I, I, I really like this. No, no, no. I really well, like that he, he wakes. He, he walk, yeah. walk, walks, then yeah. implodes the room and then screams no. He implodes the room before he does, like when he, before he does the breakout. He's like imploding the room while he's breaking out. Oh yeah, okay. And okay. then his feet are the last things. Right. And then he walks and yells no. Well, he's um, wanting to walk matter, for the right? first time. <laughs> That's true. Right? That's it true. is true. He's yeah, using new legs. True. So yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So I like that when he first wakes up, he asks where Padme is. He's still f- hyper focused on her. He's still hyper focused on her. So we it, like that's so we had that moment that was really bad when he abused her and that sucked. So I like that when he wakes up, you know, and he's out of the sort of whatever spiral he was going down, he just kind of wakes up and he's like, where is she? Is she okay? Because that is going to set up a lot of stuff we need later on. So while we were, this movie was trying to drive him down, 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 down. So we know he's evil. We still need a little bit. We need a little bit of something to pull us a little bit up. And so I like that as soon as he wakes up, he asks for Padme, that pulls us a little bit up. That's a great point. I never really noticed that. I was too focused on sadness at this moment (laughs) yeah it's fucking sadness man it's very sad (laughs) it's sad but i also think it's beautiful at the same time there's a lot of this this movie has a lot of like things that i think are sad and beautiful at the same time um there's just like really i'm a sucker for just really great story moments so whether that whether that moment is joyous or not joyous i think if it's if it's created and set up in a beautiful way then I kind of like get emotionally invested in it. It's not even yeah. about what, what's it's happening a- in that moment. A lot of the time, it's just about how they set it up and what gets you to that moment and what gets you emotional about that moment. 
Yeah, it's a it is a tragedy. Like this this movie's a tragedy. It it, it follows a lot of themes of like Greek tragedy plays. Like it, it follows the arcs of them. Um, so that is why you're feeling that. That is what tragedy is. You know, it's it's like sad but beautiful. That is tragedy. So um, I think the movie succeeds at uh, at following that. So Yoda decides these newborn babies must be kept safe. So Bail Organa takes Leia and Obi-Wan takes Luke. Yoda says to Obi-Wan that while he's on Tatooine, he wants Obi-Wan to learn to communicate with Qui-Gon, who's learned the path to immortality. And I think it's really cool that the Sith have learned how to keep people living and alive and not dying and the jedi have learned how to live after death i think that's, that's cool. i think that's neat we especially because you especially because of yoda's talk to anakin earlier where he's like death is just natural that's right. what happens we have to be happy with it so it's not trying to keep people living but it's like can we still talk to the people that have passed that's all we're really trying to figure out here they're still dead and they're gone and they've passed but can we still communicate with them yeah yoda's saying Death is not the end. Yeah. And in the same way, the Sith are kind of saying death is not the end because they won't allow you to die. They have a way to keep you alive, right? Yeah. Yeah. Until your apprentice kills you. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> if that happens, that's just the most glorious you thing. Just, you deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, take yeah. that as an honor. Yeah. <laughs> Workplace hazard. So we get a really tough scene here. Uh, with Padme's funeral. It's very, very sad, very tragic. They make her look so beautiful. Um, great. Flowers in the hair. Looks flowers great. in the hair. She's got the... They still make her look, they still make her look pregnant. Yes, yes. She was like, yeah, had just given birth. Yeah. And she's got this like little uh, keepsake that Anakin had given her from a long time ago. So... A uh, little Annie. Eh, it was tough. Tough scene, but... At the end, we see Vader at the side of the Emperor looking out at the Death Star. We see baby Leia on Alderaan. We see baby Luke on Tatooine. And the end. And in the credits, they just so beautifully play a compilation of music from A New Hope. Uh, And it's just the final gut punch that this movie gives you. It's like, just when you think it's over, they just hit you with the saddest you know, most beautiful credit music. And it's just like, ah, oh, anyways, totally. That's it, man. That's it. I love that movie. I love it. Cool. What do you think? I I love it too. I love it too. I, 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 yeah. Like, like I sort of said along the way, I, sometimes it doesn't click with me. Um, the turn of Anakin because of all the balls that are juggling in the air, but you helped me along with that during this episode. So I think that raises it up a bit for me. Um, I always enjoy watching it. I love it. I love Darth Vader. So I love to see this, uh, this tragedy. I love watching this tragedy. I think it is executed uh, very well. Movie rankings. What do you got? We've seen three. What's your, what's your order? I, I don't know, Tim. I don't know. Oh, you have to do it because this is, you were the one who wanted to do this. So along the way, we're doing the movie rankings at the end. Oh, are we? I thought we were doing them along the way. Oh, I, we, okay. Okay. Tim, we were doing bond movie rankings along the way and bond movies are over on Patreon. 
I don't know if you know about this. I do know about Patreon. Yeah, we've got a lot of. You fun do know stuff. about Patreon? Yeah, we're walking through Bond. Hey, don't change the subject, dude. Listen. Okay. Tell me right now, then. Do you want to rank them or not? Like as we go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it as we go. I think it's boring if we just do it all at the end. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Let's do it as we go. My first ordering of these movies, I had Phantom Menace ahead of Attack of the Clones. I watched those okay. two movies. Okay. That flip flopped. Flippity floppity. Floppity flippity. Flippity floppity. Floppity flippity. I'm Where ready. Tim. I'm ready with my rankings. Give it to me. I came into the podcast today, ready to go. Phantom Menace, Revenge of the Sith, Attack of the Clones. This episode changed me. You changed me with the fear, anger, um, and hate. Thank you. So I am flipping, and I'm going Revenge of the Sith, uh, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones. That's my ranking right now. Cool. I have Revenge of the Sith, Attack of the Clones, The Phantom Menace. Three, two, one. Countdown. Three, two, one. I love this trilogy. Um, I'm going to argue for this trilogy being the most fun of the three trilogies. Wow. Okay. We'll have to see. We'll keep that argument on the table. Yes. We'll keep it on the table because you know what's hella fun? Original. It is. Hella fun. Hella fun. And you know what? It's up sort of next. I was going to say, guess what? It's up next. <laughs> it's, but no, that's actually it's incorrect because we are going to be doing Solo and Rogue One before that because those land chronologically before that. Yeah, that's going to be weird, but we're going to do it. We discussed it. We thought about maybe doing it after <laughs> yeah. the nine. Yeah. Like doing those two after the we're nine. We're going to do it. We're just, we're doing it. We're throwing them in there. So next yeah. up is Solo. I, I would like, I would like to revisit this fun trilogy thing. I'm going to keep that in mind because I do not think this movie is that fun, but I do think the other ones are fun. Well, there's, um, I mean, there's so, ways to look yeah. at it, right? Like, um, I think that this movie giving me these big emotions was fun. Like it was fun for me. I like seeing the bad guys win. Like that's, that's the stuff that's fun for me. Right. Um, along yeah, yeah. with attack of the clones, there's things in there that I think are fun. So I'm not just saying that, like, sure. you know, th there's lots of, I guess what I'm saying is I could unfold what fun means for me yeah, yeah, um, for yeah. this trilogy, but I, I kind of, I think I'm going to stick by it. Now I have to watch, like, you know, we're going to watch all the movies and talk about them. Um, yeah. But I'm feeling like this might be the funnest for me, but we'll see. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I'm excited. So Solo next. Solo is next. Dean, thank you for joining. You're welcome, Tim. We made it. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time.
I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey And Dustin. Hello. And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies. And argue about where they belong on our list. And decide you hate us because we made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday, and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal is a joke. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the episode, everybody. We wanted to let you know if you'd like to show your support for Talking Back, then please check out our Patreon page where you can join one of our membership tiers and unlock bonus episodes and more each and every month. Or you can check out our page at buymeacoffee.com slash talkingback where you can make a one-time donation of any amount or feel free to leave a positive review for us on iTunes. All three options are great ways to show your support for the show. That's it. We're done.